in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Monday, June 12th, this is the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you as always from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios, the remote UofL College of Business Studios here in lovely Jeffersonville, Indiana. We're on the air today from 3 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land, you know us better as the Big X, Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey here with you on a Monday. I should remind you, not just to gloss over UofL College of Business Studios, visit business.louisville.com. .edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you. Have you ever thought about getting your MBA? Too long? A process for you? UofL College of Business can make that happen for you in just 12 months. Visit business.louisville.edu to see how they can do it. Uh, we want to hear from you today on the Thornton Sex Line. As always, hit us up at 502-414-1450. And a reminder, download the Refreshing Rewards app from Thornton's. It's the best way to take care of all the offers that Thornton's is bringing to you this summer. If you want the most affordably priced gas if you want the best deals on food inside any of the 76,312 area Thornton's locations, then download that Refreshing Rewards app today. And after you've done doing all that good stuff, hit us up on the text line at 502-414-1450 with your thoughts, your questions, your comments, your concerns, your topic ideas, your whatever we want to hear from you, uh, as several of you have already texted in today. We got lots to get to today. It's a, a Monday show. We'll react to everything that happened over the weekend. A couple new commitments for Jeff Brom in this 2024 recruiting class. One player who was here over the weekend who's going elsewhere. We'll talk about that. Trenton Flowers, big weekend for him. Big couple of days for him out there in Colorado Springs trying to make the USA basketball under 19 team. Uh, he took a big step in making that happen. I also will raise my hand and say I think there's something about Trenton Flowers that I. I'm feeling like I was wrong about initially. I want to revisit that take. It's a guess, but I think it's a positive guess. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, we've got college baseball happening all over the place. We've got the, the College World Series lineup almost set. We've got pro baseball continuing to happen. Ellie De La Cruz Madness. I'm, I'm going to talk about that for a brief period of time today. We've got a list that's going to infuriate Trevor. That's always fun. We've got news on the Dan McDonald front, sort of. I mean, kind of tangentially related to the Dan McDonald front. I think it's good news for U of L. Um, we'll react to the NBA Finals coming to an end tonight, but or not coming to an end tonight, but the latest game tonight happening 
I guess it could potentially come to an end tonight. Uh, NHL Stanley Cup Finals also. Vegas seizing control, looking good there. Uh, Novak Djokovic. We had we had sort of the those off the radar sports madness over the weekend. We had tennis. The Djokovic conversation has taken kind of center stage nationally to a degree, and then a wild, wild moment at the uh, PGA Golf Tournament, the Canadian Open, that involved a former Cardinal that demands some discussion. Before we get into any of that stuff, it's a lot. It's a lot on the, the, the plate. And, of course, we want to hear from you on the text line. Before we get into any of that, Trevor Kelsey is here. How was the weekend, TK? You're looking – it's a sluggish Monday for you. You're making a lot of the, the Trevor, the guttural noises as you get out of the car, <sighs> flicking cigarettes, getting mad. You're just – it's a it's, it's a classic Trevor Monday afternoon here in the summer. Yeah, you might have tell you you had a case of the Mondays. <laughs> yeah, we do that. You look uh. just like Garfield. <laughs> but I like lasagna. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he does too, actually. That's right. He loves lasagna. Yeah, he does. Maybe I don't like lasagna. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, either way. I do love dogs, though. Um, no, it's good. It's a good weekend. It's kind of a, a throwback weekend. Um, I don't know why I got into it. Like, all weekend, it was kind of like a Western movies weekend. Like, I ended up watching, like, Young Guns 1 and 2. And I watched uh, Tombstone. And I watched Unforgiven. And then I watched Teller High Water, which isn't a Western, but it's kind of like in Texas, so it counts. And they say hell in the title, so it kind of feels like it, right? It does, yeah. yeah. Good movie, Bob. Have you seen it? No, but if you said that title, I'd be like, well, it has to be a Western. It's 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 modern day, but it's it's Texas, and it's got Jeff Bridges in it, and uh, uh, Ben Foster, Chris Pine. It's excellent, okay. Excellent film. You should watch it. Uh, it's going to make the list now. Put it on the list. It's on the list. I think it's number like 15, but it's on the list. Got to get a bet to you to lose to me. <laughs> uh, damn sports season. You're standing out of breath again, by the way. Uh, I had to Just run the, resetting the internet, running out there and doing that? I had I wanted to run to the bathroom, too, because it's Sunday. Oh. It. <laughs> I was like, damn, I got to pee. That, so I was like, random, I didn't want to be gone too long, because I'd be like, how long does it take to do the internet? You and Nick Kern, that's the, uh, I, I've got to pee voice. The uh, out of breath, I've just peed, or slash have to pee voice. Well, or for me, it's just, I moved five feet standing up. <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, I also haven't been up that long. I didn't wake up till like I've been up for just over an hour now. Okay, well, that's so. How, how time did you wake up today? Uh well, John got me up at five a.m. So that was that was lovely. Well, I could have called you at that. I appreciate that. Yeah, you could have. You, you ever thought about waking up if you woke up like in the middle of the night? You ever thought about just testing to see if I'm awake or not? I think I've done that before. Well, like, yeah, but the latest I think you've ever hit me up is like maybe twelve thirty one. No, I think that's happened before, like when we first started doing the show together, and it was like three a.m. or something. Did you? Like I, res- I think I just like responded to a text that you had sent at like eleven twelve fifteen, or something, yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. But yeah, it was five a.m. John was was screaming bloody murder, and he did the thing where he's like sleeping. I'm like rocking him back to sleep. He's sleeping, but every time I try to put him back in his crib, he just loses it. So that kind of ruined the ruined the morning there. And then how far? How much longer till he goes to big boy bed? Uh, I mean, he's only, he's 18 months. He's a year and a half. So yeah, he's but still he's got the size of like a three year old. He is, he, but he's still got a little bit of time before we're going to, we're going to make them move probably around t- when he turns two. Is that what it is? Six, I seven sure, months. Yeah. yeah. We'll probably, we'll try to make that happen. But it's just a lot. I mean, it's, you know. Can't you just give him, like, at the time when he's ready, like, just kind of rotate down and, like, Virginia, he gets Virginia's bed, Virginia gets an upgrade? What's the upgrade, though? A bigger bed? Our bed? Well, I mean, isn't, doesn't she use it already anyway? <laughs> but she uses what used to be the bed that we slept in, and now, yeah, I mean, it's we have a lot to work on when that day comes. Right now, it's we finally got into like a good situation. I'm trying not to think about what happens next. I'm trying to just enjoy the moment where we kind of have at least semi sleep schedules and assignments that are that are working for people. 
But uh, w- when that time comes, uh, then yeah, we'll have to figure out how we're going to do rooms. Not to say rooms has got to be the most difficult because rooms will be tough. Yeah, and then you've only got two technically bedrooms, right? And then you've got the attic. I yeah, guess, kind of the upstairs, which is sort of the th- they listed as the third bedroom. Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is the biggest room, it but it's is. also the the hottest during the summer because it's. You know, this, this, no, the no air way, just does yeah. not travel up there. But anyways, <laughs> uh, that was the morning. How, how was your weekend outside of this, outside of the movies? Just anything? Not really. Okay. I mean, there was – I mean, I watched – I can't think of anything. I mean, was there really any sports on that I even watched? A, I guess there was the horse race. I didn't realize until Sunday night I saw who somebody won it, but I don't remember who won it now. I missed the Belmont, unfortunately. Yeah. So uh, we're at the uh, – You, me, about. about everyone else in the world. I mean – I was at the, the – we went to the Lord's Picnic on Saturday night. Spent some classic time with T.J. Walker. The, the one-hit wonder? The – no, Lords, Our Lady of Lords. Oh. We spent some time with T.J. Walker, who was there. Oh, wow. Okay. Met his wife. Talked to – hang out with Lucy, his, his little girl. who was adorable. Glad to see you can hang out with T.J. and never with me, but that's okay. We talked about you. It was great. It was, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you did. I'm you sure. came up, yeah. Did, uh, I'm sure it came up in flattering ways too. It, sometimes, yeah. What did uh, he? What did he lie to you about to me? No, we, we were just talking general Big X stuff, and then you know, uh-huh. just you know, it's classic. I, I did like like he's wearing. He's got his like UK stuff on. It was the Super Regional Day. They'd postponed the game. His, oh, his wife has like the 1986 Louisville National Champions home field shirt. Like they were just fully in character. I'm like, this is this is the lady I've been waiting to meet, Mrs. Walker. I needed to just. <laughs> Pay my respects to a U of L fan living with TJ, trying to do her best to keep him straight all these years. But that the Lords Festival was a lot of fun. It was we went there Saturday night, and I saw a lot of people I knew, which is oh, I always love the Catholic school picnics. It's always fun. But we went on an all time heater at the church picnic, like the wheel games. So we get there, they go right for the kids right when you walk in because they've got all the. The, the bouncy houses, all the inflatable slides, all the stuff. Like, they don't want you to move forward. Like, the, the kids' stuff is right there at the beginning. So we, we get there, and immediately Virginia and her cousin Audrey, they're like, we want to go in this bounce house. We want to do this thing. We want to do that thing. And I'm walking around. And finally, I take Virginia to see a little bit of the other part of the festival, and they've got this, this Disney booth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Disney's the big sell here. But the, the, the prizes kind of suck. It, it's, it's a church picnic. The prizes are... It limit. You're, you're spending ten dollars to win like a twenty five cent prize. I mean, is it different than the other picnic or no? I mean, yeah. besides some of the ones have like Agnes. But this was the name of God. Agnes <laughs> and St. Joe's have have big prizes, but the you know the everybody else is kind of kind of have. It's it's all based on donations. They work year round to line up stuff for uh, th- these festivals. But we start. I buy like ten dollars worth of quarters here. And you know, give some to, to to Audrey, give some to Virginia. We're going to play, and I'm realizing very quickly that this could go poorly. Like Virginia does not handle adversity very well. <laughs> if she tries something and it doesn't go well, like she just she's like her mom. Like she just she, she cannot handle it. Like she loses a little bit. And I'm quickly realizing like there's a very real chance that we're going to play some of these games and just not win. Like the odds the odds are against us everywhere we go. So we play a couple spin, and to my surprise, like she's sitting there, she's so patient, she's like putting her quarters down, she's just staring at it, well, waiting for everybody else to put their quarters down. The first three spins happen, I think we don't win anything, and then she wins by putting her quarter, it's one of those where they have like the characters that you put are on the wheel, and she puts her quarter on aerial, aerial hits, boom, awesome, she gets an aerial frisbee, days Ooh, nice. and then I quickly realize, now we need Audrey to win. Because you know, if, if one of the kids gets something and the other doesn't, like, it's just full-on meltdown. Like, it's, it's, it's tough to explain to three- and four-year-olds how this whole thing works. Thankfully, I think the, like, two spins later, Audrey wins. She gets her prize. Good. Boom. We're good to go. 
until Virginia sees that there are other booths out there. Like there's the candy booth. She wants some candy. The candy booth is classic. It's dimes per per wager, if you want to call it that, and then one through a hundred. So you've got if you play one number, you have a one in one hundred shot of winning. This is another problem because I'm like we're we're not gonna get this candy. I'm like I'm gonna sit here and play like ten spins. She's gonna freak out. I'm eventually gonna have to pay somebody like twenty five dollars to get like a seventy five cent thing of Sour Patch Kids. That's the way this is going to go. But we play. We put our numbers down. I think the third spin, bam, hits. Box nice. of Starburst. Let's go. Ooh, box over to the cake booth. One in one hundred and twenty odds. Bam, number eighty five, hits. Free cake, funfetti cake. Let's go get it. Sounds like you want you want a frisbee cake, candy. We're and bankrupting lords. We're we're we're, we're just we're, the church is gonna have to shut down because we're on such a heater here. John wants a ball. Boom, nailed it. Let's go. The only thing that sucked was they had they had it wasn't like, Vegas. The only thing, well, that I mean, yeah, it's, you still end up losing. We got, we won like seven prizes that are worth probably a combined I don't know ten dollars, and it spent like twenty five dollars to get there. <laughs> but we played this. They have you go over to like the little parking lot, and they've got this kind of football thing set up where you can throw the ball through the hole. They've got like a putting kind of one of those shoddy like little putting green set up, and they have the, the standard basketball goals, and they're like. You pay $2 if you can throw it through the hole two out of three times or make two out of three putts or make two out of three shots on the basketball goal, like, you're going to win a ball. And we're like, eh, we'll get something for John. We'll try to do it. And I'm thinking, like, nice of you. they've got the oversized ball. Like, the footballs are huge, and they're bouncing. They're, they're trying to make you lose. The basketballs are a little bit heavier than usual, and they're bouncing. I'm seeing everybody fail, and I'm like, I'm, I'm going basketball. I'm a free-throw king. No problem here. I don't care if the ball's big, as long as it's not like the the state fair games where the the rims are shaped so you can't actually fit it in there. Oh, I used to be good at those anyway. With the win the mini bat team basketballs. Yeah, I, I used to have that. Tons that was this. So I'm like, I got this. First shot, do not adjust to the heavy ball at all. It misses horribly, and I'm like, oh, this is bad. Second shot, nail it. So it's we, we got families looking. My my kids like John runs over, gives me a big hug, which kind of distracts me before the third free throw rims out that was the low oh. that was the low point of the weekend i've never i mean I, I would think free throw contest is like the one thing athletic that I could still handle these days apparently not it was that was the the one thing we didn't win was the one that i would have wagered the most money on us actually winning but it was a good time uh saw a lot of, had a couple people walk up and talk about the show which i always appreciate shout out to you guys uh loved hanging out with tj loved seeing some other friends it was a fun weekend we, we did we did pool we did. I mean, we were all over the place. Pool is in like the pool, or pool is in like the billiards game. No, like like the swimming pool. Okay. A little pool time. We celebrated because um, we're going on vacation next week, so we're going to be on the road for actual Father's Day, or I guess just getting into Hilton Head for actual Father's Day. So we celebrated with my dad yesterday. Went out there nice. and did fake early Father's Day, which was fun. Yeah. Um, and you know, just solid. I mean, and just kids running around everywhere. Standard weekend. Very tired. Would appreciate it if John slept into like eight instead of five, but what are you gonna do? I mean, it sounds like we were just two peas in a pod this weekend. Same thing, pretty much. I mean, Same yeah. Thing. But I did miss the I, like. I, I was it was one of those I was like keeping tabs on the Reds game. I was keeping tabs on on other stuff going or trying to, but basically just running around chasing the kids, and then realized that I had had just missed the Belmont. Some I mean, lady was like, "The Belmont just ran." I was like, "Oh, who won?" She's like, "Archangelo." I was like, "Well, I I lost then." That's, yeah. <laughs> Makes me. I was. I was. I think it was Sunday night last night. On like I said, on in the background, I spoke to news on, and they brought up the Belmont winner. I was like, oh yeah, that was yesterday. Completely forgot. Not. If, not. Not. It didn't even enter my mind. We've definitely gotten to the point where, unless there's like a triple crown winner, or I guess, which never happens anymore. Remember, like when I was growing up as a kid, 
you would have, you know, a horse would win the Derby, and then maybe it's big rival win the Preakness, and then they would both run in the Belmont, and it was kind of a rubber match between, you know, Easygoer and Sunday Silence, like those great rivalries, affirmed and Ali Dar back in the day, like all those great rivalries, the Belmont was a big deal for that. And now, because so few horses, like if, if you lose the Derby now, you're pretty much not going to run in the Preakness, and which literally was the case this year. No Derby horses ran in the Preakness besides the Derby winner, and it's so rare for any three for any horse to do all three. So unless you have a horse going for the Triple Crown, there's just not going to be much interest in the Belmont, and that that sucks for me as a horse racing fan. Um, and and the race was the Derby winner even in the Belmont? No, uh, Mage did not run in the Belmont. Was it lost the pre- he, lost, he or she lost the Preakness. Lost the Preakness. You had you did have some of the the Derby favorites run. Forte, who got scratched at the last second, who was going to be the Derby favorite, did run in this race. Uh, Angel of Empire, Tap It Trice, two of the favorites. Uh, that ran well at the Derby, ran in this race as well, but Archangelo wound up being the winner there. I think, um, I, see, I don't even know. I, I think that Forte came in second, uh, or Tappet Trice came in third. I think Let's say right. yes for fun. Why not? But that was the. Somebody the right now had Forte across the board. Like, yes, I did win. This has been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this has been your horse racing talk. To inspire you, owe me money. What are you, you're lying to me. I heard Rutherford say he came in second. <laughs> Uh, so he wouldn't lie to me. Rutherford's an honest man. He knows horse racing. He clearly. goes to church picnics. <laughs> he donates to the Lord. He he lets them take the pushes. Let the house take the pushes. Yeah, like he, he lost that free throw on purpose. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> here's my two dollars. I used to love them, but I think I don't know why. And, and I know the rims used to be, would be. You're right. They would have the bit rims, but there was one year I just I was on fire at that 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 free throw shooting thing at the fair and won a ton of those mini basketballs. I just remember having like Colorado State and Miami of Ohio and no UK or U of L or like IU. It was just like a bunch of random like schools. The traveling people, yeah. Yeah, it was just like those random schools that you would get. But uh, I, I just, I, I'm somehow, I don't know, I just got on fire one day. Maybe I caught a rim that they didn't bench yet, but I ended up winning like six or seven of those balls. It was fun. Got a lot of balls. Yeah, I'm not talking old school. This is like when before they were probably like. Balls. This is where they were like the uh, Miami uh, Red Hawks or whatever they are now. This is the old school Miami names. Yeah, that's where my brother was going to school there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was it, was it was a fun weekend. We enjoyed it, but we're happy to be back here on a Monday reacting to all the sports news. Yeah, speak for yourself. Did you see, r- real quickly, <laughs> I don't spend a lot of time on this, but I, I know you're not a golf guy, but did you see what happened at the Canadian Open yesterday? A Canadian won, right? A Canadian did win. Okay. Hey, look, I, get, I should just get credit for that, right? You do. I mean, Golf is, I'll say this for golf, golf is, like, speaking of heaters, on an all-time heater right now when it comes to, like, making headlines. You, well, you had the, the, there's a big expose on ESPN.com today going into the the, the merger deals, don't call it a merger, uh, the, the the PIF now controlling golf essentially for the future. You had a great tournament playoff at the Memorial last week, the U.S. Open's coming up this week now, and then yesterday, a Canadian does win on the fourth playoff hole of the Canadian Open and he wins on a 72-foot putt, which is outrageous. Nick Taylor was the winner. And so like, it's the longest putt to win a, a tournament, I think, in like 17 years or something, something outrageous. It's a crazy putt. He wins. Adam Hadwin, who played golf at UofL but is also a native Canadian, is there getting – he wants to celebrate. I mean, this is the first time a Canadian's won the Canadian Open in like 20 years and so he's running out there. He's got champagne. Mike Weir, who's a big Canadian golfer, has got champagne. Hadwin runs out there, 
goes to spray him, gets drilled by security, like Goldberg speared, like really? it, like NFL tackle, like he's nice. like cleats up, and there's all these videos of it. There's one like slow motion, high definition video of the guy celebrating, like Hadwin shaking the champagne in slow motion. And the security guard just charging him and just destroying him. And then I love his wife, who's become kind of famous on Twitter. Uh, she says, in true Canadian fashion, he actually said he was sorry to the security guard after like, the, the, it all got cleared up. But that was fun. Like, I, the best part of it was watching it live. Jim Nance is doing it. It's on CBS. He's You don't see Hadwin get tackled. But Jim Nance is just describing the scene. The cameras are close in on Nick Taylor, and well, he's they like, th- "They think he was like a fan." Like, there's a no, no, he knows. Okay. He, he's just describing the action. He's like, he's like Nick Taylor celebrating, and the first Canadian Open winner of a Canadian twenty years. He's like, "There's Mike Weir. They're storming the greens here. What a scene!" He goes, and Adam Hadwin was just tackled by security, and you're like, "Wait, what? I've got to see video of this because you don't see it immediately." And then the video comes out, and it's everywhere. Uh, it was a wild, wild scene. But that was, But you're right. To sum up, a Canadian did win the Canadian Open. I'm yeah. proud of you for knowing that. Yeah. Shout out to Nick Taylor. Hey. I'm all about the Canadian Open. This has been Talking Golf and Horse Racing with TK. It's, Canada's never been one of a dominant in the, the game of golf, has it? They have not. But they've had a, a few over the years. They've had a, a couple of, of, of... I mean, outside of hockey, they've been pretty much uh, not a threat in anything. Except for, they've, been, they've been a nice little run in basketball recently, though. They've had some good basketball players, they've for had some sure. good basketball. Um... They, I mean, Mike Weir had a nice run for a little bit back when he was. Is that a golfer? Yeah, he, he's one of the guys that was celebrating with with Taylor yeah. over the weekend. Um, at, we love Adam Hadman here; he's a great player for us. But yeah, for the most part, golf has not been a game that has been dominated by the Canadians. Although Corey Connors is very good right now. That's that, that's a, he's he's the lead Canadian right now, even though he didn't win the tournament over the weekend. <laughs> uh, let's talk to start football recruiting. How about that? Oh, hold on. Do I need, I need, do I need to keep something up? You don't. This is not. We don't. No, no transfers. The transfer portal is momentarily closed. So, oh. although we could still get players, but right now, portal's quiet okay. on, on both the football and the basketball. I'm going cl- to close up the, the link then. We can open it. We we can play the song when we talk about UK basketball a little bit later if you want to <laughs> make fun of them. But uh, for now, as far as Louisville is concerned, uh, we are. Oh, we're just locking up freshmen now, or future freshmen, I guess. We're just locking up future freshmen right now. So I we, know. We mentioned on Friday's show, it was a big weekend for Jeff Brom and company when it yep. came to the the 2024 class. They had a lot of kids from the 2025 class in town uh, the weekend prior, but this weekend, it was all about the 24 class. They're trying to, you know, this is the part in the cycle. For the 25 class, you're making relationships. For the 24 class, you're trying to lock some kids down now. And Brom had 10 players in town over the weekend and in the 48 hours since that weekend wrapped up, has landed two commitments. The first one, I think, word oh, I started. I the second. I saw one. Yeah, one today. There oh. was a player who committed to Central Florida today. Yeah, we we wouldn't want him anyway, really. Exactly. Get out of here. You know. <laughs> we not looked at the results recently? We not looked at the UCF Louisville series recently? Because pretty sure we won the last Yeah, I mean, we pretty much own them. I mean, won the last yeah. two. I mean, we don't we don't lose to AAC competition, no. even though they're technically Big 12 now. We don't lose to former AAC. I mean, Central Florida is scared of us anyway. We landed yesterday Duke Watson, who is a four-star running back from Georgia, uh, had offers from he, – he'd been committed to Georgia Tech until last month. About time we finally took a running back from Georgia Tech as opposed <laughs> yeah. to just giving them all of our <laughs> running backs. Said. But had offers from Penn State. UCF, suck it. Kentucky, suck it. And Ole Miss and, and a number of others. He, he's a he's a burner. He, you're seeing Jeff Brom go after more kids who fit this mold 
maybe a little bit smaller, but who are very speed guys, guys who can make plays out of the backfield, both catching and running. Um, he, he's a track guy. He can find the space of the line of scrimmage is via Keith Wynn and his write-up from yesterday. Um, says if you're looking for the guys that we've had visit over the last month, he's about the best when it comes to pure talent. This was clearly the guy that they wanted. And Chris Barclay was tweeting. He was doing the thing yesterday where it was like, Something cool just happened. You're going to find out about it later. Oh, you mean an emoji tweet from a coach when something actually happens? I don't think it was. Yeah, I mean, it's nice. On the football front, whenever that happens, you're like, okay, here we go. Something's going to happen soon. And sure enough, it was Duke Watson committing, and he's a big get for the future. This is a guy that they liked a lot, a guy that had a number of really high power conference offers, and a guy who now is going to go to UofL. And then this morning, North Carolina safety Jaden Spearman uh, became the 10th member of the 2024 recruiting class to commit to UofL. High three-star prospect, had offers from Florida, Michigan, Penn State, Ole Miss, uh, and a number of others. Kentucky offered him as well. He goes ahead and pops for UofL. So two big-time members to add to this this now top 25-ranked class for 2024. And yes, I know it's early. I know these the rankings change the more the players commit moving forward. But Louisville, off to a good start. They've got the five-star prospect in TJ Capers. They've got, I believe, four four-star prospects or four kids that have at least a four-star rating at some site, and then five three-star prospects. It's a solid foundation to build on as we move forward. And as of right now, a top 25 recruiting class according to the 24-7 sports composite rankings. It's all good on the recruiting trail for Jeff Brom and company, TK. I mean, Jeff Brom's in for, what, seven months? He's yet to even coach a game, and already he's just – I mean, he, he's just not going to sit back and, and, and take a rest and be like, hey, let love me because I'm here. No, I'm just going to keep just – on top of just – on that love, I'm just going to keep adding more and more talent to what a current team will have as well as our future teams will have. No Brom rests I mean, on their laurels, except for Brian, who still wears his jersey and posts his 2006 stats wherever he goes. Yeah, and then posts pictures in cars like he's some kind of rapper or something. Well, that was Brady. Oh, that was, I thought it was, the, was it Brady or Brian? It was Brady. Oh, well, Brady's cool then. Brady is cool. Yeah, yeah. he can do that. Brady can do whatever he wants. <laughs> Damn, so many Brahms are going to mix it up. Yeah, Brian would never do that. And he can't do bees. I mean, that's what threw me off. <laughs> Brian can't pull it off. I, I saw you text that. I was like, I don't think Trevor looked at the picture. I don't think Trevor did. I mean, I, I was like a day behind seeing the pic, the, the tweet you sent me uh, about the the from the shrinking, which it was. That's funny you sent me that because like literally earlier that day, I'd, I'd push that show to somebody using that same line. I was like, "You're gonna love this." Scene. We don't like her. Yeah, <laughs> you bleep, man. So was that was that was that ad libbed or was that just apparently it was ad libbed? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Ken McKinney is so awesome. Like talking about how he was one of the biggest steel, steel, scene stealers on oh, yeah. TV, which I think is totally true. It's probably one of my top three or four scenes in the in the show. Oh, he's great. Um, but back to Brom because Brom just steals the scene everywhere he goes to. Nice. Uh, I uh, bring it home. <laughs> like that transition. Um, I, I mean, now listen, like you said, I mean, could is there a chance that? You know, two years from now, this this kid maybe is playing defensive back and he's our second string, and or he doesn't even show up here. It's a possibility, but the best part about it, and this is when it comes to football, is that sure, I'm, you might tell me I'm getting 20 kids coming into a class that are you know borderline four stars, some three stars, maybe a borderline four five star kid even, and you may only get eight or nine of them. The thing is, is that the more chances you have with the recruits, the better chance you have one of these is going to be a stud. Sure. Absolutely. And that, that's all. It's all about number game. It's all about the numbers. It's all about you just get the more you get in, the better chance you have that something's going to stick against that wall and not slide straight down. And we didn't get that with Satterfield, really. 
It was like, oh, we've got we've got we got Malik here. There's no reason to bring another quarterback in. Who's get Brahms? Like we got a good quarterback recruit class coming in. We're gonna put four more out there. Do we have a good running back? Sure. Are they underclassmen? Yeah. We're gonna get three or four more of them in there. And to do your point, and one name's Duke, but it's just awesome in its own right. To your point, Duke Watson, consensus four-star running back. He's one of the highest-ranked players at his position in the 2024 class. He's not the highest-ranked running back in the 24 <laughs> class committed to Louisville. Louisville has that commitment from Isaac Brown yeah, uh, from Homestead, who's a he's the number 27-ranked running back in the 24/7 Sports Composite Rankings. He committed to Louisville uh, back in in actually last August. So he's currently the second-ranked prospect in Louisville's class behind T.J. Capers, who's one of the best players in the entire country. You've got him. Dylan Messman's a four-star tight end who picked Louisville over Michigan and Michigan State. Um, Watson's right there. Deuce Adams is a you know one of the, the 40 best quarterbacks in this class. He's right there. Sean Boykins is a top 1,000 player as well. Ransom McDermott, top 1,000 player. Like All these guys are, even like when you get down to the three stars, are the types of players that we were going nuts over three, four, five, six years ago when we got them to headline classes. So he's, again, solid foundation. And some of the names that were on campus this weekend would only add to that if we're able to go ahead and land them. We mentioned JoJo Stone, the LSU wide receiver, who potentially could flip to us, who was in town uh, over the weekend. We've got some big-time visits lined up for the rest of this month. It's, again, very solid foundation and makes you excited about the things that could come moving forward. Yeah, like I said, if somebody, oh, you'll, that kid will never, you'll, you'll won't, he won't be anything. No, maybe he won't. You never know. Who knows? Maybe he will. Maybe he'll end up being a defensive back. Maybe he'll end up being a wide receiver. Maybe he'll be a running back. Maybe he'll play one season. We never see him. He's still the chance of the, the odds. It's like buying a lottery ticket. You buy one ticket with one with one Powerball line on it. You got a better chance if you got five or six lines on it. I don't know if you've ever heard this, Trevor. But you but don't, you're but not in lottery clubs. So you don't know anything about. I that. don't know if you've ever heard this, but both Russ Smith and Eric Wood were both two star prospects. <laughs> you ever heard that? <laughs> but to your point. Even if these kids don't translate, like there's something to be said because people will always say, "Well, don't celebrate until you actually see them on the field." You know, Kentucky got these five star kids, and some of them ended up not being great. I get that. They still got a big recruiting bump because they got those kids. Getting a high four star, five star talent still has value, even if their skills don't wind up translating at the college level, because it adds to the overall stature of your program. Like to my point, talking about Pierce Clarkson, like I, I made the the prediction last month saying. Bold prediction, I don't think he's ever going to start a game here. I could totally be wrong about that. That's that's I'm that's the bold prediction I'm making right here on, on June 12th. Even if he doesn't, he still has had an impact on UofL football. He helped us land some of the biggest players who, you know, helped make up that last recruiting class. He helped build that Flyville brand that now still has some staying power even after the guys, uh, some of the coaches who were around when it was starting have moved on to Cincinnati. Like There is a huge impact in landing kids like that, even if they wind up having a minimal or zero impact on your program when it comes to actual on-field results. So stacking up high four-star, five-star talent, they may not all be superstars, but it still means a great deal to your program to land them and to get your name up there in these recruiting ranking lists. It's a it's a big deal moving forward. So, again, big weekend for Jeff Brom. I mean, it's all going to be helpful when we go to the, uh, the football tournament here in a couple years. They'll call it the football tournament. What's it called? The college football playoff. College football playoff. <laughs> I mean, is it a playoff is a tournament, right? It, it is. It's just. Is this is this our plus and and one argument all over again? Kind of. I mean, it's just, like it's the same thing, really. Is it really? Is that, am I really wrong? It just sounds like like we're a basketball school trying to talk football. When we go to the college tournament, 
well, the football the football tournament March Madness playoff. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like a college football guy, like Oklahoma fan, being like, "Yeah, the, the basketball playoff when we're in the second round of the basketball play." It's like, don't don't call it that. Is there game. is there a difference? Like, a playoff has less than like sixteen teams, maybe. I think a playoff is like just a type of tournament. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're all it's all the same. Thing. <laughs> all in the same umbrella. It just comes up old, like the Facebook. Yeah, kind of. It just, <laughs> the internet. It just comes off like we're not football guys. We want to be, go to that, be big football guys in the show. You need to go to that www.twitter thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know anybody when they tell you a website, they say www in front of it? No. <laughs> Douglas used to do that. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, speaking of good news for young players, Louisville basketball, one of its incoming freshmen, had a big week and got some good news today. We'll talk about that, and then we'll take some texts from you guys at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, the big X. Heading up to San Francisco For the Labor Day weekend show I got my hush puppies on I guess I never was meant for glitter rock and roll And honey, I didn't know That I'd be missing you so Come Monday, it'll be alright Monday, Look at you I'll singing Jimmy Buffett. Look at you, you like your pair. Look at the almost a pair head over there. I don't hate this song. Okay, yeah. see, this, so there's yeah. one Jimmy Buffett that you do like. Yeah, I think this one. If, if you had, if I had to point to one, I'd say this one. It's complete opposite of all the other mainstream Jimmy stuff, though. Yeah, exactly. Where the other stuff's almost kind of like gimmicky and. Cheeseburger in paradise. <laughs> paradise. Yeah, that's Margaritaville. Yeah, I mean, yeah. can we name any other songs of those three? Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't either. I'm trying to think. Cause I had like one Jimmy Buffett CD, and all three on. There's got to be more that we know. Well, of course, I mean, there's more than the Jimmy Buffett song. Oh, like, why don't we get drunk? <laughs> Oh, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. 5 o'clock somewhere. Yeah. Because that was probably the most popular song, right? Uh, I mean... Is I, think, I think we Spotified them last time, and it, that was what came up number one. Did it? I was either that or Margaritaville. I thought it was Margaritaville. Uh, a Pirate Looks at 40. I don't know that Son one. of a Son of a Sailor. That one I know. I don't know that one either. Um, so there are a few, I guess a few more. I know. I just didn't think about it. They all sound the same. Actually, those are all the ones. Because I, I don't know Volcano. I don't know Trip Around the Sun. <laughs> I'm just glad I found a, a bub- after you like exposed like your hatred of Jimmy Buffett like I started asking like other jam band friends of mine I mean Dugan we know like was in on the conversation that day and hates Jimmy Buffett he waited in. he was on my side yeah, yeah. but like I know I got, I got a buddy who's like a fish head and I got another one's like a dead head and I was like do y'all like, like Jimmy Buffett he's like he's okay like the fans are annoying as hell like it's, it's more of like a hatred towards the paired heads than it is Jimmy Buffett himself yeah I don't mind the fans I, 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 I feel like I don't know. I feel, I feel like the atmosphere is going to be kind of fun if you buy into it. I just I hate the music. 
It's like the opposite of we talked. We had a conversation about Dave Matthews, where I was like, I really liked. I like Dave Matthews band, and I, would, I went to a couple concerts, and I'm like, yeah. I hate most of these people around me. Exactly. I was like, I, can't, I don't. I was like, I just. I'm here for the music. I don't like these people. Oh no! Why is Jack Harlow trending? He is. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Don't don't click on it. I want to see. I'm gonna give you three guesses why you think Jack Harlow's trending. Is it because what he was wearing at the loose? Yeah, you clicked on it, didn't you? I did. Oh. I, I saw that. There, well, I only said because there was a story about it um, that I saw earlier today about him wearing like a bonnet. Yes, apparently everyone is making fun of mad him. at Jack Harlow because he wore a bonnet at the loose city game. They're apparently. mad at him for it. Yeah, I, it seems that way. It's just, I would just be making fun of him. Jack Harlow is now facing backlash across social media. That's the headline here. What for wearing a quote? Why did you need to quote bonnet? Like, it wasn't a, not a really a bonnet. Do you really need to? Do you really need to put quotes around bonnet? I saw the Lucidity people <laughs> put that out like on Sunday, and I just I assumed he was wearing something that he was trying to like. It looks like a chef's cap. Is that yeah, what a exactly. bonnet is? Like, okay, be a little incognito, like maybe like just not have people come up to him. It looks like just a black version of a chef's cap. So I thought when you said he was trending because the bonnet, like I I assumed it was because people were making fun of him. I didn't realize it was something that was controversial. Granted, the next headline is Jack Harlow shared an Instagram story calling Lord the Goat while streaming sober. Lord is the guy. It's again sober in quotations. Was he drunk or was that the name of the song? It's the name of the song. Okay, I just want to make sure. Uh, yeah, most of this is all about the bonnet, though. My bonnet lies over the ocean. My bonnet lies over the sea. It's a weird thing to be trying to. My bonnet lies over the ocean. Oh, Harlow, bring back my bonnet to me. All right, enough of that. Bring back. Let's take bring some. Uh, back. You know the song, right? I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, you're. Let's what? take some texts uh, at 502 before we talk a little Trenton Flowers here. Uh, texture says, this is not a KRC text. Okay. Whose side are you on in the Seth Greenberg versus Matt Jones versus Jeff Goodman feud? I didn't know there was one. Oh, didn't, nor did I. Greenberg, Jones, and who? Goodman. Well, Goodman and Jones, I, I could see having a feud. They, I don't think they've ever, like. They've gotten into it. Yeah, UK times. fans have, are determined that that Goodman hates them, and Jones, I could see feeding into that constantly. Well, Goodman, Goodman, like once he knows that there's a fan base that, that feels like he's got something against them, like he absolutely trolls it up. Like when he found out that Louisville fans were thinking, like you know, it's become a thing. Like we, we're doing what Kentucky fans used to, where it's like Goodman just hates everything Louisville. Goodman's, and, and then he was like, <laughs> they immediately put out that. Coaches on the hot seat list that had Kenny Payne at number one yeah, well. and had Rick Pitino as the best hire of the offseason. Like, he knows what he's doing, and he and Jones have gotten into it over the years, I think, a number of times. Yeah. But I, 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 Seth Greenberg, I know, is a big John Calipari guy. Goodman's not. Goodman's not, for sure. Yeah. I'm assuming that's what's happened here is that because Matt has been very critical of, of Calipari recently. I'm assuming Greenberg maybe went after him, and then Goodman went after Greenberg. Did Goodman support Matt? I, it, I guess sort of tangentially. Second time I've used that word today. Like, like a wrestling heel twist over here. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. But that's a, that, that's a I, I, I need somebody to sum that up for me in like five minutes. Cause I don't know. And the text before that was oh, good Lord. about Cal Perry again. Uh, and and, and um, Matt Jones's his comments, I guess, about him. Which I had not seen. I, I knew he'd been very critical, but he apparently was like, I, "I'm paraphrasing. I don't want to read the entire thing." I guess on the radio a couple of days ago or over the weekend or something, he was saying, 
it's been a chaotic behind the scenes at UK. It's been a complete disaster. And anyone who tells you otherwise is, is lying to you. They've just been, there's been no order, complete chaos. What do you think about that? Like, I mean, that's, that's quite wild. That's, I, you knew when Matt Jones had the, the, the rift with Calipari, which I, I don't know what the genesis of it was. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's just he's mad that he's not coming on a show or whatever. Like You knew it was going to be a rough thing for Cal because Matt was going to start getting kind of critical, and that's exactly what's happened. Not that the criticism of Cal to a degree isn't warranted. I mean, they, like, we like to poke fun at them. They haven't been to a Final Four since 2015. Like he, They're on the downslide. He's left a crack in the door opening to, to allow it to happen, though. Exactly. Yeah. But it probably would be a lot more tempered if that relationship were were mended. But the notion that there's like chaos behind the scenes is certainly news. And Matt, I, I will say, he's not wrong. He, he pointed out you know, Kentucky lost out on another transfer over the weekend. Arthur Coloma from Creighton wound up picking K-State. I did love, I don't know if you saw this, Jerome Tang just put the video out of him saying, like, we got dudes. Because you remember that, how that drove BBN crazy after the game where he was asked about, you yeah. know, beating a program of Kentucky stature. And he's like, we don't look. He's like, we got, we, he's like, we just have more dudes than they did. And Kentucky fans got all mad about it. So he knew what he was doing. But they lose Coloma. They, you know, they're going to lose Reeves to a, quote-unquote, lesser program. Um, they didn't get... Uh, a couple of the other transfers that they've been going after, the, the Jones kid from who originally was at DePaul, went to St. John's, is going to Memphis, didn't pick them. And Matt said, today I saw this on Twitter, where he was like, yeah, back in the day, if Kentucky was on a list for a kid, whether it was a transfer or a high-level recruit, like they were almost always going to get him, or they were going to back off, or they were going to lose him to like one of two programs, like Duke or Carolina or somebody, like, like a handful of programs. <laughs> And he was like, that's just not happening anymore. We're losing kids that we, we actively are going after to, to Kansas State and to Memphis and to some other programs. And like, he's like, it just, you can say whatever you want. Ten years ago, six years ago, that wasn't happening. And I agree with him. It, well, ten years ago, six years ago, you didn't have NIL. I mean, yeah. It, it, <laughs> but like, say what you will. Like, if it's not an adjustment to NIL, if whatever it is, like, they're just not getting you know, the lack of the, the shine on the program any, anymore. It not being the cool program, whatever it is, like they're just not getting kids in those in those situations anymore, and it's. I mean, like, I mean, I'm I not, like it. They're not getting maybe the transfer situation, but we talked about this also with where Kentucky shines is. That's not they also have, like don't they, didn't they sign like five of the top six recruits in the next class? They've got five top fifty kids. Yeah, how many are top ten? Like three, uh, at least two. Yeah, I mean, let's let's not act like it's, there, there's there's no like presence underneath the tree at all here on Christmas morning. I mean. Not like a giant lump of coal sitting there. I mean, it's it, yeah. I'm sorry, you just didn't get everybody you wanted. It's like, but like, if you look, like, there's no early season top twenty five that has over here. Th- th- I mean, there's no early <laughs> top twenty five that has UK in the top twenty right now. Well, until you put them in there, I, I do not have them. In the top you, didn't, 20. you didn't do it. No, you hate. I could. I mean, look at the roster. Like they've gotten there's it's, it's all freshmen. It is. They've got nothing right now to justify like having a legit shot to win a national title. If they do, Godspeed to Cal. If he wins it with. You know, five freshmen, a couple of role players. They got another freshman today, the kid from Overtime Elite, who you know can probably be a guy that helps them down the line, but is not a player that is going to step up and be an instant impact freshman. It's just, it's a, they're in a weird spot for sure. Not that they're in a worse spot than we are. I'm not saying I know we're a Louisville show, and and you know, we we lean Louisville. And certainly, we 
we're aware of our own issues. Trust me. If you've listened to the show at any point over the last two years, you're well aware that we know exactly what's going on listen, with global men's basketball. Let's enjoy someone else's misery for once. But every now and then it's nice to be like, you know, they're not that much better than we are right now. It's, 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 they're a lot better, but they're not that much better. Not, it's not as bad as it could be. The disparity could be great, greater. I mean, it could be worse. I mean, let's just not. I mean, I, I know Cal's getting some brunt this weekend, but I mean, shouldn't they have been concerned with the fact the baseball team got delayed like 24 hours on Saturday and then got just taken out again 2-0? I mean, no, no more College World Series for the Batcats again. No, still your favorite fact. I mean, was it was it only any, SEC team I, never been to the College? World I know Series. you you were you were hanging out with Lords uh, on Saturday, and then and, and TJ I guess was there as well. But I mean, did you follow like the 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 weather delay that that never ended on Saturday in, in Baton Rouge. Okay, well you're gonna like this. I mean, because the, well, the game was really like noon, right? You're gonna like this. TJ's the one who let me know. <laughs> like ten seconds into our conversation, he was like, "You've been following this UK baseball?" Oh, he was tweeting about it, so I'm not surprised. So I, I mean, I was totally dis- I had not seen anything. I, I don't. I don't think I was on the internet at all at Saturday at that point. So he was filling me in on this whole thing. <laughs> you know, they're they're, they're pushing it because they don't want the, the starter to pitch a few innings and then get taken out because the rain and all this stuff. It, it, was, it never rained. It, 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 the, the entire time that they were like, it was like five hours of clear sunny skies in Baton Rouge. But uh, you know they finally do end up playing the game after UK just whining and all this stuff, and they went like fourteen nothing. And then last night they win eight to three. Eight, yeah, it was it was a blow. I, I don't know if Kentucky fans are, are using the delay as as a cause for the destruction it was Saturday. It's it was amusing. That's kind of the scene in Euro Trip. <laughs> the girls never came. The rain never came. The rain never came. I did like, like seeing... the game was started like noon. They're like we're gonna push back right. to like two, and then we're gonna push back to six, and then we're gonna. And I was listening to, to Nick Kern call the Bats game, and I guess he was just reading some of the tweets or looking through some of the Twitter accounts. And, like, you know, one of like the meteorologists in Lexington's like, they've clearly just dropped the ball in this 100%. Now they're just pushing back to save face. You know, it's, it's like just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it ever did once rain. I could be wrong. I did like seeing all the, the UK tweets last night because they did the same thing that we always do when we get beat in the Super Regionals. And I think a lot of fans do this, especially when it's been an impressive performance where they're like, I think that team's going to win the whole thing. Because like, like when we got, I mean, we got destroyed by Arizona one year. I think it was one of the early seasons. It was either Fullerton or Long Beach that. State just destroyed us. And like even last year with Texas A and M, like you're always like, I wouldn't be surprised if that thing goes, if that team goes on and wins the whole thing in Omaha. And then like they never do. No. <laughs> the team that knocks you out rarely ends up being the best team in, in the sport. So. I mean, maybe LSU will win it, but I just I love seeing like the no great season for the Batcats, incredible run. Wouldn't be surprised if that LSU team wins the whole thing. They're my favorites. They're my pick. I'm like, how much do you know about the other fifteen? Your buddy calls me on Saturday night, and I was I was watching the game. He's supposed to be a big UK fan. I'm like, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, watching y'all get beat. He's like, you, huh? I'm like Kentucky baseball's on. He's like, oh yeah, we're any good this year? I'm like good they Lord. were. Yeah, you put in the past tense work because you're about to get eliminated. No more. Still, still the only school never in the SEC not to make the College World Series, by the way. I said that. I, yeah. said, that, I said that was your favorite fact. Uh, it's a great stat. Texture says, uh, for all I saw all the layoffs uh, from the athletic. It sucks. We all had to see this uh, coming eventually, though. They charge basically nothing for some of the best riders in the country. It does suck. I, mean, I didn't see the, them trending, yeah. This was the latest blow in the industry. Um, a number of – this is the second time in the last two years where they've had minor cuts. And I mean, I worked for a company that had gigantic cuts at the beginning of the year. 
it does seem like regionalized sports media coverage, at least at the the print and the online journalism, using air quotes, level, seems to be on the chopping block. And I mean, I was texting with Mary earlier today, and it, you know, you kind of do read the writing on the wall if you need to have your resume ready to go at any time these days, especially if it's, you know, if you're looking for a, a job in sports, if you want to stay in the industry. I've never done a resume. I'm not surprised. It's tough. I mean, I mean you... I floor you with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I've thought for a long time, like, you know, you you, you got to get as much as you can while you can because there's just, there's no guarantee that this is going to exist in the same plane for any more than like you know, two, three, four, five years. Um, and I hate, because the athletic you know, employed a ton of people right off the bat. And I think there are a lot of people wondering, myself included, how is this feasible? How can you hire all these great riders, have all this coverage across the board, charge a relatively cheap fee for your services, Dollar. and have this be something that's sustainable 5, 10, 15 years in the future? And now we're kind of seeing, you know, we, we, like, we don't have some anybody covering local sports. We don't have... I don't think they have a rider covering Indiana sports. They've got Kyle Tucker covering Kentucky and then also doing Tennessee Titans stuff on top of that. Um, it's just talking about the athletic, correct? Yeah, no, yeah. It's going to be tough. I mean, and our company with Vox, which is not prioritized sports, they've made it. You know, Vox is our parent company. They've made it very clear a number of times that they like they're not big sports people. Um, they were when when they cut. Every day should be Saturdays. The, the 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 shutdown forecast podcast, which was wildly popular, still is wildly popular. They were bringing up a picture of Nick Saban and some riff that they'd done on him, and they're like, "I don't think that people know who this person is." And I was like, "Well, if you don't know who Nick Saban is, we we don't really know how to communicate <laughs> with you." But at the beginning of the year, they cut virtually every SB Nation podcast, including ours. We still exist, but now we can't use the name. It's the CC podcast, and they stopped funding it, and they cut. All of the MLS sites on the network, I think all but three of the hockey sites and a handful of the college team sites. And you realize, I mean, if you're if there's going to be another round of cuts coming, thankfully, our site is one of the more popular and trafficked college sites. But college sports will be the next area that get that get hit because NFL sites do big time traffic. The NBA, yeah. even if the TV ratings aren't great, even all teams, I guess they're just majority. almost all. I mean, the, yeah. the, the good ones are going to do even like the most average NFL site is going to do mo- more traffic than like the best NHL site or the best college site. King of the Hill right now in terms of sports. I mean. Yeah. I mean, there's no question about it. So if, if they're going to cut again, they're going to look our way. And you do kind of wonder at some point, like is, are they just going to phase out the team sites entirely from SB nation? So, you know, it's, it, it's a, it's it's always been a weird time to be in sports media. It's especially getting weird now because we're getting closer and closer to the point where it's going to be, you know, it feels like 75% news that's produced by the team itself or the program itself or the franchise itself. And like if you don't care about that, then then so be it. But it's uh, yeah, it's going to be tough to get like real true insight or real true news that comes from you know a source that doesn't have an invested interest in all that. I know you don't have it in front of you, but I, love, I wonder if guess like the only three hockey teams they wouldn't cut would be maybe Boston, Toronto, and Rangers. I, but again, like it doesn't, it, <laughs> it matters about the site. Cause you can have it like the team may not have the biggest fan base, but if the site is really good. Not then bad. like the avalanche site, I know is one of the ones that, that got kept. Okay. Um, because they, I would have probably guessed Colorado. I'm sure they got a good fan base. They had a good, and the site was really good. And they had a couple of, 
ownership changes over the years that I know, like, I only know, know this because my brother's like a diehard Avs fan. He would mm-hmm. always read that site, and there were some issues there. But, yeah, Mile High Hockey is the the Avalanche site. They stayed. I think the Devil site stayed. That would have been one I could have guessed. I would, I would have guessed somewhere most of them. Most of it in the Northeast area in Canada would have, been, would have been most of my guesses. I can't remember the other one, but it, they cut virtually all the NHL sites. I think just besides a handful. It, it so sucks. can I start my own Kraken site? I mean, you can with it. You're not going to get picked up by SB Nation <laughs> <laughs> because they're not, they're not hiring hockey riders these days. <laughs> you know, they haven't seen my stuff yet. They haven't. <laughs> you'll, you'll blow them away. It's going to be great. <laughs> So that yeah, but uh, the athletic cuts did suck, and I, I feel sorry for everybody now who's who's looking for. Because I saw them trending earlier, and I just I kind of assumed that's probably what it was. Whenever you see a sports media company yeah, trending now, you I assume mean, that that's the case. Unfortunately, I also see like Cut Jaws trending, What's Ginobles that? trending, Ginobles. Say, say I said I just I said so John actually added it to Ginobles. I said Ginobles. <laughs> Chernobyl, Chernobyl's trending. Cha cha cha. Chernobyl. Yeah, cha cha Chernobyl. You're saying like people who can't pronounce Qdoba, like Qdoba. Qdoba. <laughs> What's wrong, Qdoba? They're gonna give me food poisoning. I saw that Chernobyl was trending. I don't know how somebody. I don't know. If somebody can let me know if this tweet is still up there. But Time wrote a story today that was talking about. I don't even know what the what the thing is, but it was like. You know, this new disaster could be Ukraine's Chernobyl. I know, yeah. And I, I remember I saw it, and I was like, isn't Chernobyl Ukraine's Chernobyl? It's, it's like saying the, yeah. this latest terrorist threat could wind up being America's 9-11. It's like, <laughs> you know, this is... <laughs> Somebody had to have gotten fired for that. Like, that just, that's a horrible, horrible error. Yeah, then, of course, the internet had its way with it. They're like, ha-ha, look, you don't have a map. Yeah, by the time I saw it, I was like, <laughs> yes. there's no point in me piling on. Everybody else already got there first. That's Ooh, fine. Ooh, Topanga's trending. Danielle Fischel? And Fisher? No, it looks like something Dave Portnoy or whatever t- t- takes him back. Uh, comparing Topanga versus Kelly Kapowski. Oh, nobody's yeah. ever done that before. Oh, I know. Wow, that's new to the internet, right? Uh, <laughs> Texture says Greenberg is a Calipari butt kisser. Oh, that's is that the whole text. I thought it was going to go somewhere besides that, but okay. He does. He loves John Calipari. There's I don't no know why. I, I, we just talked about this, and you say Greenberg. I was like, the, the mayor? <laughs> no. <laughs> In our mayor's name, Greenberg? He is. I, I, come on. Craig, hey. nailed it. Look at that. Texas, what's the bigger story? LSU beating the Batcats by a combined score of 22-3 to three to advance the College cool. World Series or Oral Roberts making it to Omaha? I'm not saying what you said. Oral Roberts, is that not like, I mean. They're a four seed. So that it was. not unco- It's not common for a four seed to make it? No, it's the lowest possible seed you can be. Well, it's, I knew that, yeah. they beat they beat Oregon in a crazy series. They led the second game, I think, eight to nothing, and then lost nine to eight, and then were down big in the third game and came came back to win. But yeah, it, like I don't know what their background is. I just I caught the end of that game the other night, and I just heard them saying like, "Not your ordinary four seed or whatever." You know, they I mean, better. I, they've only lost like ten games, which is a great record. Yeah, so. I saw they were they they made it in. I just I guess I know four is the lowest of. of I guess I just didn't think of it. I mean, you see the four, it's just hard to think like some some Cinderella team, even though it is. I know it is the lowest in baseball. Yeah, I guess you would. If and you want smaller, if schools, you want to I've... translate it that way, it would be the equivalent of in the basketball tournaments of a thirteen through sixteen seed. Okay, which yeah does make it sound a lot more. Just... And they've had a, a four seeds won the college world. Fresno State was a four seed back in like oh seven oh eight oh nine one oh, of those they... years, and they won the whole thing, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, and just back to Thor Roberts, I've seen like smaller named schools like. 
make the college world series i feel like not i'm being kentucky because they've never been there though max aceman is actually on the team shortstop I, is he really no he's not <laughs> has kentucky never won a super regional game too no they've been there the, twice oh, swept by us swept by lsu Okay. Suck oh, it yeah. back, guys. On that note, we can end the, the, the first hour of the show. <laughs> like we'll take a break. I will come head. back. It is uh, We've opened up the balloting for the Card Chronicle Least Cool Person of the Year. It's an interesting year. I feel like we always try to make it a not Louisville person, Ooh. which may be a little bit tougher than usual this year. Kenny Payne getting votes. I, I mean, a lot of – I mean, you're getting Kenny Payne votes. You're getting people who don't like Kenny Payne votes. You're getting people who love Kenny Payne votes. It's uh, – you're getting just like the season in general. I don't even know how to handle this, but we'll get thoughts from you guys coming up after the break and Trevor as well. As a Ooh, world, as a world-renowned hater, we have to get to You're an expert in all things hatred. We'll get your thoughts on who I we hate should hate. You know that who's uncool coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show Monday edition here on 1450 The Big X. It'll be alright. Come Monday, I'll be holding you tight. I spent four lonely days in a brown LA haze. And I just want you back by my side. Fly away with me tonight. Take me on a one-way flight. In your loving arms And everything's gonna be alright You're the one Who took my hand No one else could understand I don't know what this is You're the one who moves me Like nobody else can I gotta understand Here we go. when I get to the hook. Take me down where I wanna be. Turn around. This man that lives inside of me. That didn't sound right. Take me down and love me all night long. Hold me close and make me strong. Okay. Take me down. There we go. Take me down tonight. Welcome to the second hour of the Monday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show. Hope your weekend was spectacular. As we head, I mean, it, it was. It, I feel like we keep saying this, but it does feel like we're just diving fully into summer now. I'm seeing. Oh well. <laughs> we've got. Fr- I've got friends going on vacation now. I'm seeing the, the beach photos pop up on Instagram. Uh, we're going on vacation next week. The summer sports talk is just in in full swing. Novak Djokovic is he the greatest of all time? Oh, like it's just, you know, that's happening now, which I begrudgingly I think I have to say yes. I, I mean, I, I got in this done. argument with my friends over the week. They're like. Is he top five or top ten all time? Like, wait, what? Djokovic. They're saying he's not. Uh, there's no debate if he's top five. I mean, I think he's. I, I don't think there's much debate. Top five the- centers or. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, Djokovic is the tennis player. Yo, no, Jok- Djokovic, same guy, right? Jokic is the <laughs> is the, is the, the Denver Nugget player who's very good. Wait, hold on, hold on. There's two of them. I was like, I was like, your friends don't know tennis at all. Like top ten all time. It's a ridiculous argument. First of all, no, my friends don't know tennis. That's why they're my friends. Well, Second. Djokovic, he broke the record for all time Grand Slam wins over the weekend, winning the French Open. Uh, passed Rafael Nadal, who did not play 
in the French Open. And, and he now, got a triple-double against Zeke. <laughs> and now there's a lot of talk that he is, without question, the greatest tennis player of all time, which is somebody who does not like Novak and who is a Roger Federer fan forever. It, I, I think I begrudgingly have to say he's he's the best ever. Dude. I'm going Pete Sampras. Sampras is fourth on the list. Yeah, that's my man, Sampras. The unbreakable 14, which got eviscerated by three different people in the last <laughs> the last era of tennis. But, but I did get an argument the weekend over Jokic over where he stands in like the NBA, like, greatest. Well, he played after 1990, so I assume you don't have him in the top, like, 3,000. <laughs> no. I put him around 14, 15. Best players of all Centers time? Centers of all oh, time. Wow. Centers, yes. I've said before, like, this, I feel like I watch, when I watch Jokic right now play, it makes me, it, it does make me sad it makes me think this is what would have been if Sabonis had come here right away in 87. Mm. Like, that's what I see. I mean, he looks just like Sabonis did. It, it, of course, we end up getting Sabonis 2002, which was, you know, 30-something years old, had, like, his fourth set of knees and was still kind of, was a shell of a man, but still a pretty good player. I mean, super skilled. He goes to the Blazers in 87. Oh, who knows how the history of NBA has changed? Sure. I mean, no disrespect to Kevin Duckworth, but, I mean, you put him on that team with Drex, I mean, the Pistons not win a second title. The Bulls not have their dynasty in the early 90s against that Blazers team. Could be. It's, uh, yeah, it's a great what if. We need that, that ODSPN show, the five things, what if, what if something happened. Remember that one? Not really. Yeah, it wasn't very popular. <laughs> <laughs> but... That was the other – that and I, I pissed off a bunch of people in my group because I don't like Christopher Nolan movies. And it was like – you thought I would just like – everyone, everybody in my, in my my thread was just like Southern woman from 19 – like 18 days, <laughs> like fainting. Like, oh, my. It's like, yeah, I'm What sorry. movie started that? Oh. oh. <laughs> and you've heard me say this. I, I'll stand by it. I don't care. The original Batman 89 is the best Batman ever still. Mm. I like it, but I, I think – I'll go the to Dark my grave with great. it. You don't agree with me? Dark That's Night fine. I'm I'm sticking. Jack Nicholas is still the best best Joker. Uh, I don't think it's close. And so I, that came up, and then I was like, I like it better than all of them. It's the best one. They're like, well, it's not better than Batman Rises or whatever the hell that crappy one was called. And I was like, yeah, Christopher Nolan's overrated anyway. Like Inception was boring. Memento sucked. Oh my god. I didn't like Dun- Dunkirk. This is this is a terrible. Yeah, I don't like. I'm with your friends on this. <laughs> I don't. I I don't care what I don't like Christopher Nolan movies. They just don't do it for me. And it annoys me because I this the Oppenheimer movie coming out like is intriguing to me, but I've just never liked a. a, a maybe maybe this will be my first one I like. You didn't I, like? Did you see the Prestige? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like this is the list. I I don't think I don't think I ever finished it. I think it's watched like knowing how you get when you put yourself into a box. There's a zero percent chance that you're going to like Oppenheimer or let yourself like. Well, Oppenheimer. now that, that's not true because there are there are directors who I despise and have liked some movies they've done. More example recently, Rian Johnson, who just destroyed the Star Wars trilogy. I mean, just just spit all over it. Took a giant deuce on top of it. I didn't think you liked any Star Wars, but I did. Well, I liked Force Awakens. Uh, but I did love like the Knives Out movie, the original, the first one. The second and, one was okay. And you, as I say, you didn't hate Glass Onion. You were yeah, like, I didn't Man. hate it. It just it was a sequel. I mean, it's it is kind of what you get when you do a sequel, though. There's a third one coming. I know, and I'm not really looking forward to that one. Actually, that's <laughs> there's only so much you can make a copy of a copy of a copy, and you know, eventually, it just kind of worn out looking. Yeah, if, so, you're gonna, if you're gonna do it, murder mysteries are a pretty good genre to go down. If, you, if you're gonna at least, yeah. But I mean, you just, the second one, he just tried to so much to like. 
he I feel like he was trying to go M Night Shyamalan where he's like I'm expected to like catch you off guard, so now I've got to like force it into it. It didn't feel it didn't. The first one felt natural. It felt like just it went with the flow. The second one felt I felt like everything was forced. Or at least some of it was. I did like the the hippie guy that walks around randomly though. Yeah. He was funny. <laughs> Let's talk real quickly. I do want to get into the, the least cool person talk in a second. I'll I think it's going to be me now with my, my opinion on movies. Yeah, well, that's, uh, Christopher Nolan ones. That's, that's quite a take. Do you love Of all the guys that you've seen movies of, that's the one? Like, there's multiple movies mean? I can name that you've, like, I've never seen it. I mean, I like Christopher Nolan movies, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, mean, the, I mean, I don't think, I would never say Memento sucked. I would never, I would never say uh, The Prestige sucked. Uh, I like The Dark Knight Rises. I like The Dark Knight a lot. Um, I don't think I've ever actually seen uh, Prestige all the way through. I though. liked Inception. I liked Interstellar. Yeah, I, I like most of those. I never saw Interstellar. Um, let's talk about Trent Flowers, though. So Trent Flowers, the UofL men's basketball freshman, he's been in Colorado Springs. He went there last week to to try to make the USA Basketball Under-19 World Cup team. And 38 of the best players in the, the 2023 and 24 class got invited to try to make this team. They cut 20. After the first four sessions of tryouts, they, they say training camp. It's, it's essentially tryouts. It's <laughs> different. Yeah, I mean. Flowers made the cut. He's one of 18 players still trying to make this team. They're going to cut it to 12 at the end of the week. The tournament is going to have the World Cup's going to happen in Hungary at the end of this month and then the beginning of next month. There is a clip. I don't, have you seen the clip of Trenton Flowers going around from these these sessions? It was on the internet. I put it on the website yesterday and today. Uh, but he. I'm assuming from your silence that the answer is no. Well, no, I mean I don't I'm, I don't know which way you clip you're going to talk. To. I've seen I've seen the clip of the highlight of him doing the dunk. The dunk, yeah, yeah. I saw Where that. he okay. pump fakes, drives down the middle of the lane, yeah. and just crams on a dude. For me, like that was an eye opener. I know it's one clip, and you don't want to get carried away with highlights. But I watched a decent amount of his highlight tape coming out of high school when it became clear that he was going to commit here and probably reclassify. And I was like, he's he's certainly good. There's no question about it. There's a reason why he's a, a five-star slash high four-star on all the scouting services. Like I can see why he's getting that love. But I, I worried about his ability to come in here and commit right away. That play, that was something where I, I did like a, a, a big-time double-take. He might, and I'm basing this off of the other reports that have come out of these training sessions, like he might be more ready to contribute right off the bat than I was giving him credit for because that's a like I've made the comparison to Kamari Lands, a guy that was getting a lot of positive buzz during the summer sessions last year and Kenny Payne himself said he's got to be a sophomore or junior good if we're going to be good this year he can't play like a freshman and then he came out and he very much played like a freshman yeah like I kind of have been comparing flowers a little bit to him that's not a play that Kamari Lance could make at any point last year. Like he's he, he just he, he doesn't have that in him. And the fact that Flowers is able to keep defenses honest by having a reliable outside jump shot, which has been kind of the, the word that he's worked on that a lot the last few months, is no small deal. Like I'm, I don't know. I I, I got I, I I got a little got a little sensation when I watched that video. I'm like, if we have a guy who can do that, and he's it, it's not just a, it's clearly not just a one highlight deal because twenty of the best players in the country right now got cut, and he wasn't one of them. Carter Knox, who we're going all in, five-star player from the 24 class, did not make this cut. A lot of other guys that we feel like are you know, going to be over-recruited did not make this cut. He's right out there competing with the best of the best and more than holding his own at this point. That has to make you at least a little bit more excited for this winter than maybe we were before these reports were coming out. No, you're right. I mean, I, you can only I just take so much from a one video highlight, but you kind of nailed it. What I would have, what I was kind of thinking when I saw it too, was that 
yeah, Lance. You, I mean, Lance was a freshman last year. I mean, that's that's what it, I mean. More often than not, nine out of ten times, it's kind of what you're going to get out of a a kid at that level of just being kind of passive and to see him being that just aggressive in that situation. This isn't like just some AU game or just some you know high school game against right. a bunch of dudes that look like you and me. Probably you closer to me, for at least for their sake. That you know, this is guys that are trying to you know make a team and to see him be that aggressive and that and get down there and do that. That's like that's something. Yeah, I didn't see from Lands until like early, like late mid January, in terms of the season. Like it took you that long to see him show that kind of aggressiveness. I and even when he did, like he's like a foot above the rim in this clip. Like, I that, know. that was the bounce that Kamari and some other players that we had last year just simply did not have. It was. I hope to see him. I, I lean towards seeing the kid out of USC probably getting more the the, the nod off the bat because of the experience that he has. Um, I do too. I don't know why. Drew, Trey White. Trey White. Yeah, I know it's Trey. I couldn't remember the last name. Now I was just gonna say White definitely has that bounce too. Yeah, and so I. But Flowers. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know that my my expectations are, if anything, for him, my expectations are low because he's a reclassification. They'd be probably low if he hadn't been a reclassification. They'd be a little higher than they maybe were are, but. They would be still low, regardless whether he's a five star kid or not. And I, you know, I mean, if he can come in and make me look silly right away, I hope he does. I mean, I know we've said all the time about these these recruits, but I mean, he does have the the build. I mean, he's what say the line, say the line, six nine. I'd love to be wrong about this. I'd love to be Save wrong. I'd love to be wrong. <laughs> I'm, why don't we? Get, I'm, have we not made shirts up with that on? <laughs> yeah. Like the Rutherford show. On the back, I hate hate to be wrong about it because all the bleep that we were saying that for last year wound up unfortunately not being wrong. That's true. But, I mean, but he, I mean, he has all the measurements. You what, he's six nine, like one 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 ninety eight, two hundred or whatever. Well, he's not six nine. He's like he's 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 like six seven. Okay, so he's but he's still you got the good wing size. Yeah, I mean, I I I I have a little bit of expectation. Well, six eight. Okay, so he's, he's we met in the middle. Yeah. Six eight two ten is what he's officially listed. I guess still the one problem is, and I hate to be the you know beating a dead horse on this, but I just don't know if I can trust KP. Well, again, like that, I, I know, it, it all I mean, comes back to that, and I, I said at the beginning of the off season, you can't just have like we have to talk about these things individually. You can't just discuss I, individual I matters and then just always go back to, but I don't trust the coaching staff. I, I think that it, at some point that has to be implicit. Like you just have to. It's understood that that's out there. We all get that it's out there. None of this may matter, but like you can't. That's no way to cover stuff. You know, this summer we can't be like every piece of positive news. We can't be like it doesn't matter because the coaching staff sucks. While it may be true, we may you know if we win eight games this year, clearly all this talking about Trenton Flowers' improvement and the recruiting and Dennis Evans and all this stuff will have mattered. But will have been all for naught. But for now, all we can do is talk about what we can talk about and. I think that if you have doubts about the coaching staff's ability, it's understood at this point that, yeah, Trenton Flowers seems like he's good. This is clearly good news for the program. But if the staff just cannot get it done, then it's not really going to matter that much. I think it'll matter for the next coaching staff who bring comes in and get and gets the most out of these kids. Hopefully, yeah. No. Which I would like to see. Then again, Flowers could just be a one and done. But I don't. I'd be shocked. I guess if that happened. It could be. I mean, yeah. I mean, you just. He could be one of those kids. It's, it just shows I those mean, flashes. Even if we have a bad year, who just has that enough ability where people look at him and they're like, somebody's going to take a shot at him in the first round. I mean, do you see him starting over Trey White? I mean, I've been saying for a long time I don't, but I, I, I'm willing I'm, – I'm raising my hand up again and saying I'm willing to admit that there's a very strong chance that I may have been 
undervaluing his ability as an instant impact guy like right when early November hits as a true freshman. And maybe if it's not Trey White, maybe it's Mike James. Maybe James comes off the bench. Maybe I was going to say, you could, can you start White and Flowers at the 2-3? You absolutely could. Yeah. I mean, hell, if you want to, it's positionless basketball. You could start all three of them. You could start James, Flowers, and White together. I mean, maybe, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a traditional – if Flowers can guard the four. Because if you want to play positionless offensive basketball, that's fine. Where – Positions still matter is on the defensive end because if we're going to play this hard nosed man to man, which apparently is Kenny Payne's style, like a one's going to match up with a one, a two's going to match up with a two, and if you if you if we have, you know, if we're if we're going six, five, six, seven, six, eight, six, nine across, someone's going to have to guard a small quick two at some point. But if you want to put Trenton Flowers out there as a guy alongside of Mike James and uh, Trey White, he can probably guard all all, all three of those positions. I, I feel. He has the skill set to make it happen, at least. So, starting it that, could happen with that four, but Huntley Hatfield the center, I guess. Huntley Hatfield, or if Evans is is far enough along, whoever fits in, well, trainers could play the five, I guess. Like whoever winds up winning that position battle. Um, but I would, I, I lean towards probably Huntley Hatfield being the guy from day one. But I agree. Again, we'll see when stuff comes out. But that was good news. Congrats to Trenton. Here's hoping he makes the team. I think my understanding is they've got, I think. Two more full training sessions before they're going to cut the team to twelve players. So here's hoping he makes it. That'd be it, it, regardless. It's already a great experience for him to go up against the other best players in his class and the class behind him, and to again more than hold his own, but to be one of the standouts. That's only going to help him when he comes back and gets back into summer sessions and then gets ready for his first college season. Once I said we ever had play on like an Olympic type under USA team or whatever. I know Luke Hancock did it during really? the the offseason after we won the national title between 13 and 14. I know he was like carrying That's the That's one torch. went overseas, right? Ye- ye- I mean, they're all overseas. This wow. one's in the FIBA game. This one's in Hungary. Uh, Luke, I don't know exactly what team he was playing for, but I know it was a, it was a USA basketball team. I think it maybe was the, the, the Pan American games. Um, but we've had players that have tried out for these teams and you know, gotten relatively far but not made it. Haley Van Lith on the women's side has, has played for some of these teams. Um, but Griff was Olympian if, if Carter had got his head out of his butt and not boycotted. What did you say? Griffith would have, Griff would have been an Olympian if Carter he would have been. Would have boycotted it. He would have been. Um, all right, let's take a, a couple of texts here before we break, and then we can do the, the least cool person thing coming up at the <laughs> after the next segment. Texas, last week I suggested Trenton Flowers would be one of the top three in points per game this season with his showing at the USA Under-19. Do you see that more likely now? Yeah, I do. I mean, I because I, I said, I think – I think you and I both wound up having – it was either on this show or it was on the podcast. We both wound up having the same top three. Uh, I think it actually was the, the podcast. I said Clark, White, and James were my predictions for the top three scorers next season. And I think I'm, Danny said the same thing. I'm Clark, James, and then I think the third would be – I think it's definitely up in the air. I, I would say, yeah, I mean, White or possibly Flowers, yeah, I guess could be either one. I, I think Clark and James is kind of easy, A 1A, 1B. For sure. I mean, just off shots in general, I think Clark's going to take most shots. So, But to answer the question, do I see that more likely now? Yeah, I, I do. And uh, I'm, I can change. Yous can change. We all can change when more information comes to light. That's certainly possible. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about that. I mean, if he is, like, let's say he's just a not Brandon Miller type impact freshman, but a freshman who's good enough to be on one of the all ACC teams. And he was very clearly, he establishes himself midway through the year. And it's like, I'm gone. Like, I'm, I'm one and done. I'm that good. That Again, if Kenny Payne and the staff can do what they're supposed to do, that changes the entire outlook for the season. If he's that good, if we have that type of talent, 
then you just need everybody else around him to be at a good college player level and maybe one of the other guys to have glimpses of being a pro potential guy. And you should have something there. Um, there you go. Texas 5 o'clock somewhere is technically an Alan Jackson song. Is what my wife is a parrothead. Oh, so so he, I didn't realize he covered that. So I, he covered I, it. Okay, I didn't. Don't pay enough attention to five <laughs> o'clock somewhere. To I've know. learned so many songs like were country song. What was the all for one song? I had no idea it was a country song as well. I swear. Yeah, John Michael Montgomery. Yeah, right? like I, I didn't know that either. Of course, now I'm learning. Like they didn't do anything original except for she got skills. But they yeah, all for one <laughs> was just stealing country songs left and right. <laughs> they were. Except for skills, but that song just bangs. Texas says, big moment for St. Agnes today, getting ranked in the city's top two for Catholic Church picnic prizes. Hang the banner. It's not a picnic, though. St. Agnes, it's a carnival. What's the difference? They just they want to be called a carnival because they they bring in the big rides. It's definitely the second biggest outside of St. Joe's. It's like the biggest, if you want to say like I know St. Joe's. St. Joe's is the biggest. Never but, been, but, no, but it's but. also, you know, it's an orphanage. It's not technically a, like, it's not like a parish. You don't have a Catholic school there, all that stuff. Out of the ones that are like the kind of the, the standard school slash parish, Agnes is the biggest, I think. Now, when you say orphanage, are, like, are there actually orphans there? There are. You've asked this many times. I, have, and I don't remember asking it before, but maybe I did. There like, are. I worked there multiple summers. You see them. Like, I just didn't think there were like orphanages actually existed anymore. I just thought they were just, they, they, they just said the name now and it's. It just stuck with it, but there weren't actually kids that lived there. There are. I painted all the rooms both years. <laughs> Not fun. I don't know why. Just I'm just a guy I never thought about. That's cool. Texas, are y'all on Spotify yet? Yes, go look for us. If you can't find us, it's your fault. Coming right with the YouTube cameras any day now. Texas says uh, it's uh, isn't SB Nation no longer funding your podcast a good thing? That way, you don't have to split revenue. I wonder if this isn't all sadly a good thing that individual sportscasters slash writers are going to have their own platforms. I mean, you'd think, but it's it's a lot tougher to get advertising than it is for like a network to do it out and to branch it out and to sell these gigantic packages and then have it be able to be dispersed throughout an entire network. Um, it's it's certainly tougher. I mean, there's a reason why these the substacks and the uh, the subscription newsletters aren't exactly producing top tier revenue for some really, really talented people who had big followings who unfortunately had to go out on their own. It's, it's tough out there. Texas is sad in that people are losing their jobs and that's never a good thing, but in the end result, maybe promising if we can just pick the people we want to listen to. You, th- I mean, you'd think, but like, there's only now the, the market is so saturated. This sports media is so saturated. Everyone's got a podcast. Everyone's got a website. Everyone's got a Substack. Everyone's got a newsletter. There are only so many hours in the day that people, even the biggest sports fans who maybe have some extra time on their hands, can dedicate to you know, websites or audio media or anything. It's why you know, every year around this time, I'll get questions from people who are kids who are graduating college or just getting in the industry and what what can I do with the advice? And it's a, a double-edged sword in that on one hand, it's easier now than ever to get people to look at what you're doing. To, if you're doing a startup, I mean, all you have to do is launch like a Louisville sports Twitter account. You're going to have a, hundreds of followers at the end of a, a couple of weeks. If you put out a couple of tweets that go viral, like people will start looking at your stuff. It's harder than ever now to keep those eyeballs because people have their own 
they, they have their own rituals. They have their own, like, I'm going to look at this site when I wake up in the morning. I look at this site during my lunch break. I listen to this at lunch. If it's out, I listen to this at this time. Like, it, it's just, you have routines now. And to crack into that routine, you've got to be really, really good and really different than anybody else out there. And that's tough to do in this day and age. So I, I think it's, you know, if people have the routine of going to Car Chronicle and then, God forbid, someday Car Chronicle ceases to be, but I go out and I start, you know, Mike Rutherford Substack or Mike Rutherford Newsletter, I, I think it's still tough to retain some of those those just long readers because they it's not the same thing. It's not – breaking the routine is tough, and I think a lot of people are struggling with that. Um, I don't know if this is breaking news, but did, I guess we can cross off Simeon Wiltshire off our list. Uh, uh, is he going to St. John's? He is committed to St. John's. Okay. Well, that's – there's that. Um, I think that was – I don't want to say it was like known, but there was a lot of buzz that when they got the first visit that he was more than likely going to go to St. John's. So Rick Pitino doing Rick Pitino stuff. When we said Pitino like in How dare you a throw. final four threat by year three, like he might have liked that long. They've got a decent roster right now for sure. <laughs> He's going to go to St. John's and like make a tournament run in his first year and we're just. They have not. So St. John's has not won a game in the NCAA tournament since 2000. If he becomes if, really? if if he does it in year one, that's gonna be, that's gonna be a that that will Wait, but that elite eight team that they had, I guess, in two thousand ninety nine. Ninety nine. No, that was not yeah, that was ninety nine yeah. the game went They to went eight. to the yeah. second round a year later. They have okay. not won a game in the tournament since then. <laughs> that was Ron Artest and Eric Pascal and yeah. Eric Barkley and I, I don't think like guys I, who have kids now that may be playing in college. Yeah. I mean I, I think they've been to like Three or four tournaments since then. They went to the first four a couple of years ago, but they have not won a game. Yeah, I was gonna say they had they had the one good team one year where they had all the seed like Stry, they had DJ Strawberry, I think, and uh, they had one team that was decent. They had because they had a bunch of upperclassmen. They had, like five started five seniors, I think. And even that that two thousand team, they were a two seed. They got upset by Gonzaga when Gonzaga was starting that that run uh, in two thousand. So we would have played them in the second round if we'd beaten Gonzaga that year. <laughs> They were a two seed. They beat NAU, and then they played Gonzaga in the second round and, and got beaten uh, by them. And, and then since then, they've they, they've lost four straight. So if Patino can go in and win a game in the NCAA tournament, they'll be the first time in 25 years that yeah, they've that, won a game. That Lavin team is one I was talking about, 2010-11, and they lost here at Gonzaga as a six seed. All right, let's go that ahead. Team 121, that team won 21. That actually was a good team because, like I said, you had Justin Burrell, Paris Horn, DJ Kennedy. I said Strawberry. I was thinking of the guy from uh, Maryland. I mean, they had a solid like starting lineup, but just... those few years they were good for yeah. sure. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about least cool person. We'll take some more of your texts as well at 502-414-1450. Ready for show Monday edition rolls on next here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one the Big X. So I'm done. 
started singing. Blah, blah, blah. Welcome to Paradise. Very underrated Green Day song off the Dookie album. I thought that we were doing all Monday songs for a second, but apparently we're not. Well, the first song was not Monday. It was what was it? Uh, Rewind by Gold Spot, I think it's called. Oh, it's a random song. Uh, it's one of those songs that I just I, I caught it on on How I Met Your Mother. I watched the other day, and it was like it caught caught my head. Um, and then, uh, I guess I did, I did Jimmy Buffett just cause it was Monday and I wanted to see if you get mad over Jimmy Buffett, but you didn't. I didn't. I like that song. Yeah. I just saw this. We have more transfer portal news. Should we play the transfer portal song? Well, hold on. Now I got to get, hold on. It's Monday. Why not? I, I've been missing it. We haven't I mean, ever been singing it up today, right? We haven't done it in a while. The roster's finalized. I'm sad. We need, we need more transfer portal madness song. Uh, where is it? There we go. Hold on. Can't load it up. Oh, give me five seconds for an ad. Oh, my God. I mean, Chick-fil-A, if I didn't love you so much, I would boycott you for this. What an absolute catastrophe. <laughs> Not Disney ad for five seconds. I mean, can I get... Oh, there's a skip. There we go. All right, let's Hit cue it. this up. Let's... There you go. You ready? <coughs> been ready. It's the transfer portal! I missed it. I missed the mic. <laughs> the mic fell down on it. I doubt it. No, no one's singing with your eyes closed, Trevor. <laughs> we mentioned we are in the portal. Right before the break, there, uh, Trevor dropped the bomb. That not really bomb, but Simeon Wiltshire, a player, <laughs> the bomb on. <laughs> who had previously been committed to North Carolina before the beginning of last week, and who had been reached out to by Louisville which sparked all sorts of talk about is Tyler Johnson dealing with an eligibility issue. We've heard that he is. Um, Simeon Wiltshire has gone <laughs> ahead <stopped. laughs> and committed to St. John's and Rick Pitino. And John Fanta points this out. Rick Pitino had no open scholarships remaining on his roster and just secured St. John's highest ranked recruiting class in a decade. <laughs> <laughs> That's... Impressive. Uh, he is. I mean, he now has a team that's going to get probably a little bit of preseason top twenty-five love. It'll be in all the preseason bracketologies. He's done a, a pretty remarkable job, not just landing some high school talent, but also killing it in the transfer portal as well. Uh, but the transfer portal news that I was going to bring up there: Grant Nelson, who we talked about, one of the best players available in the portal from North Dakota State. He has picked his destination. He is going to Alabama. No, he's better in Arkansas, I guess. Arkansas got. I mean, they they got like negative five scholarships left. Alabama needs some help. <laughs> Grant uh, Grant Nelson will help that help them considerably. I'm also I've, I submitted my my early top twenty five last week, and they've been waiting to run it. And now I feel like I've got to update it because it's 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 outdated now. I've got to. St. John's is sneaking in, right? I got. I mean, they're in my like next fifteen list. I got to at least at the very even if they don't crack the top twenty five, I got to bump them up a little bit, and I got to update the Alabama section with Grant Nelson. So, you guys are kind of how good here. is Grant Nelson? He's pretty damn good. I mean, he's a he's kind of he reminds me of Baylor Shireman a little bit when it comes to impact. Where do I know the name from? He went to like North Dakota or something. North Dakota State. Okay, yeah. Shireman uh, went to South Dakota State and then went to Creighton last year and was a was a a key contributor on a team that almost went to the Final Four. I think Grant Nelson, same type of player, big white dude, can shoot it, athletic, more athletic than you think, sneaky athletic, if you will, and can uh, can defend well enough to play at that level. So there's your transfer portal. But does he have a criminal record? I don't think so. Wait till he gets to Alabama. I don't. I, 
I, I don't I don't think so. Also, I, don't, I know that he hasn't done anything bad, but I'm Georgetown fans. Like, are you already just like mad to Ed Cooley that you didn't get Ripatino? I would be. I mean, I, I, poor Ed Cooley. Like, he just like he's gonna be. He's got. He's already got competition before he's even like done anything with the team. I'd be upset, especially when you consider that the the word. And who knows if this is true or not? But the word from Georgetown people was the decision to to. Hire a head coach comes from the university president, okay. and the president had no interest in hiring Rick Pitino from a moral standpoint. That was the before, like before. I didn't know Mitch Barnhart left UK. Yeah, before the season had even ended, that's what the, the the Georgetown people were saying. They're like, "You can get your hopes up for Rick Pitino all you want. Like, I I know the people making this decision, and I know for a fact, like they're not going to pick Rick Pitino. Now, maybe that was because they already heard he was going to go to St. John's, and yeah." They were going to have to offer him way more than they want, but and and so that was the way to play it. But I thought Cooley went to Georgetown before he'd been to St. John's, though. He did. Okay, but like, you know, there there was talk that, that domino effect theory was in place for a while there. That like because people were saying like, oh, like Rick Pitino could go to Providence. He could go back to where it all started, where he had his first big yeah. run and all that stuff. Like there was a lot of thought. I mean, everyone knew Patrick Ewing was getting fired. Yeah, and there was a lot of talk that Cooley could be considered for that job, or Patino could be considered for that job. I think most people thought St. John's was going to open up as well, and it just so happened that St. John's was the uh, the big winner in all this. But yeah, they're they're certainly loading up for a fun few years with Rick Patino at the helm, and Simeon Wilcher will will help that. They're gonna make the Sweet Sixteen experience. Stop! I'm not. I'm not. I mean, he's a bad me. Are you rooting against him? I'm not, but also I don't want to do the whole. I, I don't want to have to have the whole thing where like we suck and Patino's just crushing. Oh everything. well, you can. You might as well strap on in, buddy, because it's coming. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. I mean, it's it's in, it's in, it's on the horizon. You can you can run all you want. It's it's coming from behind. <laughs> uh, a couple of texts here: five two four one four fourteen fifty. Uh, Texture says. Uh, Trevor, have you ever heard this? Denny Crum was never a head coach before he got to Louisville. <laughs> it's new information there. Texas, Trevor, really? how do you not have Jokic uh, on the top 10? 15 is disrespectful. I disagree. I, I mean, can you definitively say he's better than 10 other centers? I don't know. I mean, Olajuwon, Ewing possibly, Shaq. I mean, do you consider Duncan a power forward center? I don't know. but I'd say center. I mean, if he is, would you? I mean, definitely say he's better than him. Is he? I mean, no. Bill Russell in there. Will Chamberlain. Green Riddle Jabbar. I mean, that's oh, Zach Smith. <laughs> I mean, even I mean, even in certain like I mean, Smokey Walker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Sunsold. I mean, you can. I mean, is it about stats? Well, I mean, what? I mean, George Mikan dominated his era. Would you can put him above? I mean, is Jokic dominating his era the way Mikan did his? And if so, would you consider that? Making him a better overall grader than 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 what I mean it's it's very argumentative, which is what makes sports fun. I just don't think you can definitively say that he's better than the ten guys at him. Texas says we can never hear Trevor's opinions on movies ever again. To say that you don't like some uh, of his movies are, is fine, but to say that Memento and The Prestige aren't good is absolutely insane. Yeah, Prestige I never did finish. Not probably. all opinions are valid, contrary to popular belief. I mean, I could say. You, you, there's movies you've said you hated that were I thought were awesome, but I still take your opinion on stuff. Texas, The Dark Knight is my favorite Batman movie, and Ledger's Joker is the best. I like the darker, less cartoony versions of the Batman movies. Yeah, the '89 Batman has some dark moments. Yeah, but I mean, it's not a comic book guy too. Burton, there was nothing about comics, so 
And the movie itself in general, maybe I don't. I mean, I just think Jack Nicholson is still the best Joker, though. I mean, the whole Bob and you know, it's just it's it's my. Thing. I like it a lot. I think Ledger probably was. I prefer Ledger a little bit. I mean, again, it's personal preference. Exactly. I think Ledger was really good. They both were really good. Texas, I've got White and Flowers both starting in my eyes. Okay, I can see that. White flowers. Yeah. White flowers. Texas Mike finally coming around on the KP recruits. I've never not been coming around on the KP recruits. You've tried to stay positive at all times, right? I mean, I've tried to at least say. I mean, I think that there's it's a top three recruiting class. There's not much to not be positive about. You have promoted that. I've just said I don't know if it's going to translate into like NCAA tournament success because freshmen aren't producing that anymore, and it's going to take more than that. Plus, I mean, you've been very positive about Sky, which is a lot more than I've been. I, I'm I'm pretty high on Sky. Yeah, and I'm very low on Sky. You're low on Sky. I mean, I think that – I mean, my whole thing like, – I'm not saying he's going to be ACC player of the year or anything. My whole no. thing has just been, like, I don't think it's going to be a situation where if Louisville stinks this year, we look back and we're like, well, Sky Clark got handed, handed the reins and he just wasn't good enough. I, I think Sky will do enough to put us in position to win. I think it's going to take, one, a better system, a million times better defense – and the players around him to be good enough. I don't know. I just I just picture Ryan Harrow with the UK. I would take Ryan Harrow in a heartbeat <laughs> on this team. He wound up being really good at Georgia State. Well, that's sort of. I think didn't he? Didn't he all, oh, he guess he went there with uh, Kevin Ware though. And he and he was the they went to the of tournament. The yeah, yeah. They won games back to back years. Now they were better when they had the the kid, the coach's son. That was the year they won a, champ, won a tournament game. Yeah. yeah. But Harold them, I think, because I don't think Ware actually played in their tournament game. I think he was injured. He was injured. He this the next year he played. They got beat in the first round. The, they didn't. Harold didn't win a tournament game at Georgia State. I don't think did he or George, whatever. I'm pretty sure he was on the team. I thought just the RJ team did that won. I mean, he averaged like 24 points. I know the one year he was he was really good. No, the RJ ones just because I picked them. That I picked them as well. They were on my upset teams that year over Baylor. I was you know tooting my own little horn on that one and the crazy shot. Dad falling out of the chair. Dad falling out of the chair, exactly. Yeah. I had one, I, they sent me one of those bobbleheads, and Spencer Keatsman, our old producer, broke it, and I wanted to strangle him. Yeah, he, they lost back to back first rounds, uh, which with Ron Hunter is a 14 and 15. I'm assuming that was the Harrow years, 17 and 18. Se- no, he was before that. He was before 17 and 18. He was like 2014 and 2015. Well, 14. The 14 15 team was the RJ Hunter team. He was, I know, I'm saying he was on that team. Oh, I was thinking he wasn't. Okay. Oh, you're no. right. Okay. I yeah. apologize. Okay. He's really, he was like the, he was like conference yeah. player of the year. I don't know why I was thinking he was the difference. Uh, yeah. My bad. Uh, Texture says today's random fact that blew Trevor's mind <laughs> orphans still exist. No, I know orphans <laughs> exist. I just, I don't know. I just, I hear that St. Joe's Orphanage. I think I picture like 1940s orphanage. <laughs> the text shot after. Did Trevor just say that he didn't think orphans no, actually exist? I know they're orphans. I just like, I don't know. Like, I hear that orphanage. Like, I, like do they even use the word orphanage anymore? I thought that was like a bad <laughs> they, word. They do. I thought that was like the M word. You can't use that word anymore. It's, it's not. Like, it's, it's. If you're judging <laughs> the severity of two words and you won't even say one of the uh, words, that <laughs> one's the worst word. I mean, I thought, yeah, I thought you couldn't use the O word anymore. It was like. Family, you know, withdrawn or something, or you know, familyless. Like no, there, there are still orphanages out there. Like, and I just, I don't know. I just, I just picture like 1940s, like stuff you see in the movies, like you know, like the little kids walking around wearing a doll with like no head. Like you know, is somebody gonna pick us up? Like, dude, when you pull up, do the kids like run out like out front? Like, pick me, pick me. I mean, 
They all live in like a room with all like the bed. I, I don't know. That's what I'm curious. They do share rooms. <laughs> Texas Trevor said that coming from behind uh, said that coming from behind comment intentionally, and it was hilarious. <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny if that was on purpose. Texas, yes, Trevor, I can definitively say he's top ten. Well, that's you, you're you're better at lying than I am. Texas, did Trevor just say that we can't use the N-word anymore? M. White people never could. They just did. No, the M word. M. The mister. What? The M. I didn't say N. I said M. Why can't we say mister? No, I said M as in mister. Like, like. I don't even know what the M word is. M. You took, I, I said it once on the air and you got mad at me. I, I know, but I don't know, what, I don't know what you're getting at. Like, I, I thought orphanage, you couldn't use the word orphan. I thought that was bad. It was like the O word. Like it was, it wasn't politically correct. I heard you say that. I'm not sure what you're referring to at the end. Where you're gonna have to tell me off air. Okay, fine. You even made a joke about it. I don't know how you're confused. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, M could be anything. <laughs> if you say the R word, I know what that is. Say the N word, I know what that is. M, M is the word represents someone who is the size of an orphan. Okay, yeah, you can't say that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You cannot say that. Yeah, and I didn't think I was allowed to say orphan. Like O word, like you guess. Well, orphans just what they are. That's, like the yeah, family the challenged. Uh, yeah, we get John got in trouble saying the M word one time, and I and I got you know, I've said it, and then you were like, no, no, you can't do it. I was like, can't I didn't that. know. Yeah, yeah. Texture says off the air because I don't care. Texture says sports headline to come: Oral Roberts looking to show College World Series their Omaha face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is it just too low hanging fruit to do Oral Roberts jokes for it clicks? Is. Yeah, it's it's you know, you know Rick, uh, what was it? Bill Clinton's favorite school. <laughs> or Roberts and Brigham Young. Wait, minute, why Brigham Young? Oh, bro, I get it now. <laughs> My, the fourth grade humor a little bit over your head there. I, I, I was like, what is <laughs> it's got to be somewhere better than you could use other than Brigham Young. I mean, she wasn't that young, was she? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Texas, both basketball and the tennis players, <laughs> nickname is the Joker. Well, yeah, with Jokic and... Jokovic, like you're, it's just not spelled the same. Well, there, no, there, there's a vich in one and an itch in the other. <laughs> Why are you scratching? Jokic is one syllable, Jokovic is three syllables. I see that now. Yeah. And Jokovic is the tennis player, correct? Jokic is the top, uh, top 15 center. <laughs> <laughs> that text, by the way, says I can call him top 10 definitively. They're, now they're both from Serbia. Are, do they? Did they grow up together? I don't think so. I mean, Jokovic. Jokovic. Now I'm now I'm doing Jokovic. One from Jokovic. the one from the good side of Serbia. One from the the Serbian projects. I mean, Jokovic is older. Jokovic is 36. Jokic is what? Like 28. Uh, Jokic, the basketball player, is 27, going on 28. Yes. Okay, yeah. So yeah. So I mean, Jokovic. Jokovic. God, now I'm getting mixed. Jokovic would be like. I mean, he's almost a. Full decade, he'd be like a different generation of athlete coming out of Serbia. He's probably winning majors when Jokic was still like ten years old. How big is Serbia? Not that big. Not big enough. Shouldn't be big enough to produce the best basketball and tennis player. Like, would you compare it to a state? Is it like Iowa? I think it's bigger than that. But is it bigger than than Nevada? Serbia compared to U.S. states. (laughs) Nice Google. It's. It's about 127 times smaller than the United States. Well, that doesn't uh, help. 
I know. Yeah, we need. We're dumb. We need visuals here. Yeah, I mean, this is. I mean, easy was compared Texas to the moon. I mean, yeah, when didn't... someone compared Ireland to Indiana, I was like, okay, all right. That's, I, mean, I didn't that, do that. that did I? No, it's, it's <laughs> if you Google Ireland compared to USA, oh, it says okay. Indiana, and it does take about does like, it six really? Hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Serbia, Texas is seven point eight eight times as big as Serbia. Jeez. Okay, so it sounds like it's like Serbia's tiny. Yeah, it sounds like it's more like like. Indiana or Ohio, maybe? Maybe even less than that. It's it's very small. Yeah. Pretty impressive. They produce a bunch of athletes. Well, Ohio produces a lot of athletes. It's pretty small. I mean. <laughs> they gave, gave you LeBron. They did. <laughs> Dave Ragone. Dave Ragone. The <laughs> Charles Bentley. Texas says. That's <laughs> a random player I just threw out there. Texas, I'm glad I don't have to cancel Trevor. Yeah, we all are. Why are you going to cancel At me At least for? for now. Tech says Rick is going to win more games this season than we will uh, this season and the past two seasons combined. I don't think that's true. Let's answer that question definitively. So we. Oh, good lord! What was this question? Rick, he basically says Rick is going to win more games this one season than we will have won this year plus the last two. So we won thirteen two years ago. We won four last year. That's, that's we're at seventeen plus whatever we win this year. Oh, he's going to win more than seventeen. We're winning more than Patino's not winning like. Well, Gino, I mean, I'm thinking like 22. I'm thinking 20. I'm thinking Gino. We're winning more than five games this year. God help us if we don't. I mean, he's, I, he will win more than we had the last two years, yeah. He's going to win more than 17 games there, I think. He will year. win more than 17 this yeah. year. Big East is going to be tough, though. Still, I mean, but he's, I don't, I don't see know what winning. his out-of-conference schedule is, but I'm sure it's. They're not winning 30 games this year. No, no. I mean, and I think we're going to win at least 13, 14, 15 games this year. So I'd feel pretty confident. I would take us in that bet. There you go. What are the odds I'm getting on? You're not positive about Louisville basketball, Mike. Boom, there it is, right there. Three year win total is going to be higher than Rick Pitino's first year at St. John's. I mean, positivity. (laughs) I mean, I'm willing to. Would you say that the odds are probably you have lower odds to get the Pitino than you would the other the Louisville? No, Louisville is the favorite in that bet. Oh, I'm taking. I'll take Pitino on that. If I'm getting, am I getting, am I getting plus money odds on it? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'm taking. I'll I take mean, it. first of all, he's had, he's, he's going to have to have a great – like, there's no guarantee. He's got a good roster. The Big East is tough. They're still going to be picked to finish, like, 6th, 7th, 8th in the Big East, which says they'll probably win 23, 24, 25 games. I mean, that's still pretty good. It's it's good, but all we'd have to do to win the bet there is win 8 or 9 games this I mean, year. We're winning 8 or 9 games I mean, you assume year, Marquette maybe has another – I mean, they kind of came out nowhere last year with their Marquette's going to be top 10. Everybody's but, – but, but maybe they take steps five. back because no one expected them to be what they were last year. But they bring back everybody this year. True. I mean, Xavier – I mean, UConn's the reigning national champion. They're going to be good. Yeah. Seton Hall will be good. Did they lose the – did the big guy leave uh, Seton uh, – he didn't go pro, did he? I know Hawkins did. The big uh, Sonogo's gone from UConn, he did go, okay. but they bring back Klingon, who's their freshman big man, yeah. who's even more highly touted. Well, I could say I could have seen Sonogo coming back. I wasn't sure if he came back or not. He left. Jackson left as well. And Jordan Hawkins, and Hawkins left. left. Yeah. They lost three stars, but they bring in top uh, six recruiting class. Like they're going to be good again. Xavier will be good. Creighton brings back a lot of guys. They're going to be really good. Um, you had five teams in that Nova's going to be good. Plus games. Nova's has loaded up. If like they're kind of like us, where it's like they've. They've solved the talent equation. Now it's can this dude coach? And if he did, if if they're not top twenty five good this year, then like I think you kind of have your answer. And Villanova fans are going to be like, it's we we tried this. Yeah, let's go the the proven coach route. Um, they should be good. I mean, St. John's won eighteen games last year. I know. I mean, without Rick Pitino and, and maybe the talent. 
So, I mean, they're winning 18 without him. They're thinking. That's yeah, why I said 25, yeah, 26. Yeah, you're thinking 25, 26. You're probably right. Ooh, it means we got to win at least nine games. We're winning eight or nine games. Do I feel a scoots bet going on here? I mean, you got to find somebody to bet with. You? Most people say Serbia is like Tennessee. I hope it's better than Tennessee. Oh, Size-wise. It's uh, smaller than Iowa, though, to answer that question. Is Tennessee bigger than Iowa? Square mileage, yes. Because it's shaped so much differently, though. Yes. Yeah. Texas, how excited is Trevor to hammer the spread for the first UofL b-ball game? The basketball? Uh, I mean, who do we play? Who do we play the first game? The thing is, I think it's going to be Bellerman. Yeah, and we're probably going to be favored. The thing is, though, like it'll I'm not open up against us because Bellerman's going to be. I think they'll be better than they were last year, but they still like they're going to be their Ken Palm projection. All this stuff is going to be in probably the mid two hundreds. So the opening spread is going to be Louisville fairly. Heavy. Oh, minus 10 probably. And then you're going to see, even like Louisville fans are going to bet up Bellerman. Mm-hmm. The, the I'm not public's going to bet up Bellerman. Like, that's the game. Even if you think Louisville's going to be better or worse than the general public this year, that's the game to stay away from. Yeah, because let, let, let's see what it's going to be. Because I promise this, no matter who the next two games are against, which will probably be Bellerman level, Louisville's probably going to go in both favorite heavy. And if they look like they did last year against Bellerman, the opener, then I hammer against them in the next two games and, and win the money. Because they will still, I mean, the, the Vegas isn't going to, like, realize it right away. You'll see them go into that second game if they lose to Bellarmine. Because I think that was last year, too. I mean, who did That was the first game. Yeah, and we were probably winning the second game, probably a 10, 12-point favorite as well, despite losing to Bellarmine. We were. It was The second game was, was App State. And we were, what, a 10-point favorite Probably plus? about yeah. that. And then, yeah. then Wright State. It was kind of the same thing. Yeah, it, it, it takes them a little bit. It's going to take them a few weeks to, to catch on. The thing know. last year was, like, because, you know, they they just they mimic the, the algorithms out there. They, they'll follow Ken Palm. Whatever that spread is, is, is what Vegas opens up at. And this year, you're seeing some of these analytical models that are, like, they're, they've adjusted to how bad we were last year. Like, Bartorovic has us as the second most talented team in basketball, and he has us as, like, 133rd in his rankings. So the spreads are going to be smaller at the beginning unless we prove, unless we come out and we like blast Bellerman and blast whoever we play in the second game. I think we're going to play Navy. I think it is going to be one of the early games. Um, that will be a difficult game. They play that same kind of plotting style. Did you beat Navy last year? No. No. We only won four games. It shouldn't be that hard to remember. <laughs> no, I'm trying to remember who our first win was. Oh, it was it's the Western. It's right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it should be hard to remember all four. <laughs> like, can you really not remember? This is the, the only one? season in history you can probably <laughs> name every win. Yeah, well, was <laughs> without hesitation. <laughs> yeah, name every team we beat in nineteen in two thousand four. Yeah, think, uh, think of how difficult an exercise <laughs> that would be in any past year. This year, it's like Western, FAMU, Georgia Tech, Clemson. Done. Boom. <laughs> I'm out. Usually that would be like losses. You'd be like, oh, like Nova beat us, then Georgetown. <laughs> and there's a couple more. Like this year, that's wins. That's that's tough. Uh, last text here before we call it a an hour. Texture says Rick will win 22 to 23 games. Uh, a couple in the Big East tourney and probably get one of the tourney. So around 26, 27 games, we got to get to 10 wins. I think that, I mean, that's, I'm saying the same thing. I'm, I'm saying between, I'll say St. John's next year wins 25 or 26 games which means we have to win eight or nine. And I think we're going to do that. <laughs> this is the saddest I game. mean, I'm curious. I'm wondering if Scoots would take this bet. But in this case, I want him to be Louisville, and I don't want to – I'm, I'm representing – You're going – so you're going to be rooting against your own interests. I mean uh, – I don't like that. We need you rooting for, <laughs> for the cards. I don't know. I feel like it's better when I root against. Like I did with, you know, look what happened when I root against Satterfield. We got 
Brian Brown worked out better, right? Look at Jeff and Brian. Okay. All right, we'll take a break. Brady. Five o'clock hours on the way next. We're going to talk about some, some uncool stuff, and then I've got a list, too, that I want to uncork on Trevor and make him upset. That's <laughs> always good for a Monday show. We'll do it after the break. It's 5 o'clock hour. It's next here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Welcome to I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around a bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. And time keeps dragging on But that train keeps rolling On down to San Antonio When I was just a baby 5 o'clock hour here, Monday edition of Michael Lippin Show 1459 Big X We're going to get into uh, this musical person nomination process here in a second But I just saw this And it demands attention from us here Okay A 76-year-old woman who was declared dead at a hospital, knocked on her coffin during her wake in Ecuador, and was rushed to a hospital in critical condition. Can so, you imagine anything else to anything more that freaks somebody out if you're at a funeral? Like the coffin that pops open. <laughs> she was first hospitalized on Friday morning with a possible stroke. She was declared dead after she failed to respond to resuscitation. So they have. I guess this all happened on. I, the point I'm getting, at, I've got questions for the embalmer. <laughs> well, if she's been embalmed, how is she still alive? That's my. Do they not do embalming in Ecuador? Probably not. But it sounds like something you'd get more to more. You know. I guess the way because it, it says Ecuador is kind of a poor country, right? She was pronounced dead on Friday. They the incident happened on Friday, so I guess like when somebody's declared dead, they have a wake like a public thing right away and then maybe they go through this and have like a the formal funeral I, I mean <laughs> regardless that is there's a video of it they roll like they open the coffin up and she's alive and, and then they rush her to a hospital and she's in critical condition that's uh, I mean I hope they don't take her to the same hospital they declared her dead <laughs> yeah I'd be like can we, can we go to the, dip, the other hospital this time the same doctor's like okay take two <laughs> my bad let's try this again oops what a t- I mean I, I hate to be morbid, but when I hear stories like this, like because every now and then, I feel like once or twice a year, there's a story about someone was you know like this, like they thought was dead, wakes up, or like was about to be buried alive, and they they wake up or whatever. Like it just makes me wonder how many stories like this happen that we don't hear about because the person does get buried and they end up dying, like one that are actually alive. Like that's all I can. Th- I'm like, ugh, that's a big fear. Of mine. I was flipping through the reels last night. Of course. I think it was an hour or two of it. It'll happen. And oh good lord. I mean Yeah. <laughs> and it was an it was an, I get I get a lot of office ones on there. Same. And it's one of like five or six shows that I get tons of it on there. I get a lot of two and a half men for some reason now. I don't get any of those. Which is weird because I'd never watched the show to begin with. I get a few modern families. I get modern family. Yeah. I do get a lot of modern family. How much your mother's a lot, uh stuff like that. But anyway. So I get a lot. I do get a lot of opposite. I don't know if you you, if you remember or aware. I've told you, you know, 
I like never watched really past like the fifth season ish. Like when Pam had her first kid, I want to say she was like on maternity leave still. Like that's kind of like when I faded away. I never never like finished it. Okay, never watched a lot of it. So it's like four years or so. So sometimes I will get clips on there like I've never seen before. Some leave me scratching my head. Some leave me thinking maybe I should reconsider watching like uh, Asian Jim Prank. Which, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, which is a later season and hilarious. Uh, but this one last night was like it was Dwight. It's just so weird you bring this story up because it was I was thinking about this real last night um, about how like like he's like we've had problems burying people alive. Grave robbers have gone to like steal stuff and found scratch marks inside the grave, so we take precautions now. And I don't know. I guess this is a clip off of a later season. And he's like, he, they're doing a funeral and like Oscar's in the background. And he's pulling that shotgun and starts firing into the coffin to make sure. And Oscar's like, I'm done. He like runs off. I'm like, yeah. I don't. Was this was this part of the office? It was. Okay. Yeah. This must have been later season, I assume. Yeah, it was. Like but when it stopped being funny. It it had because it didn't have yeah like this was a moment I was like this is kind of dark for the office yeah the. The office still it ended on a high for sure, but yeah, when I have when seen Michael the last left, moments, it, yeah, it definitely got yeah. It, 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 people now try to do the contrarian take where it's like it actually some of those are the best seasons. I'm like, no, they're not. They're fine. They're not as bad as people want to make them out to be, but they're not as good as the the first. I can't five. imagine because I've seen certain clips and some of them I've been like, okay, this is. Like, it just felt like it was like this is a, I thought maybe I was just seeing something like a spoof of the office. Like, this seems very dark for the office. There's some, yeah, there's, there's some. Like, if I expected that to be a Creed thing. There's some weird stuff in there. I do love Creed, though. All right, let's talk. Uh, today, I opened up the nomination process. We do the Least Cool Person tournament on Car Chronicle every year at the end of the, the sports season. So, basically, whenever the Louisville baseball season's over, this year we had some track and field, national championship stuff, which was fun. Uh, the golf teams qualified for the NCAA tournament. But we always wait until all the sports are done because you never know when a, an uncool moment is going to take place. But... We've moved on to the offseason here. So every year we take eight uncool entities. We say person, but it's like the old time person of the year where it didn't actually have to be a person. I think some form of the NCAA has won like four of the last six years. Yeah. Of course, the coronavirus won in 2020 because it canceled all our bleep. Um, the, last year, the NCAA IRP won, which is kind of funny because I think the IRP might get nominated for like the coolest person this year. Since, <laughs> but last year, they were dragging their feet, and it was taking all that time, and it was it was sucking. This is one of the more intriguing years that I've done this because for a long time, we've had a sort of an unspoken rule where active UofL athletics people are kind of off limits. Like Cragthorpe never got nominated. He won the year after he got fired, but while he was the coach, people, you know, you're kind of like, you don't want to, you don't want a guy to win. And then let's say he just crushes it the next year. You feel kind of stupid. Like we've had that happen the reverse way with the card chronicle person of the year has been like Scott Satterfield or Vin, you know, Vince Tyre. And some people have, have felt opposite pretty there soon. I mean, Charlie strong won it twice. And sometimes you look back and you're like, eh, I don't know about that, but that's why for the most part, you don't have, UofL, you certainly don't have players, but you don't have coaches or administrators or anybody else from the program nominated while they're representing UofL. But this year, basketball was so bad <laughs> that it opens the door. Like, I mean, you're having a lot of people that are trying to find a way to figure out how to involve last year's basketball team without just being like Kenny Payne or Danny Manning or... Kenny Payne's recruiting. So now you're getting all sorts of wild nominees. Like 
the KP Mafia or the KP Haters. Like you could put, I guess we could nominate both of them and have them just duel it out until the finals and they square off once and for all. Who's uh, the KP Mafia? The KP Mafia is what like they call the people and, that are like yeah. the, the 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 overall supporters, the the yeah. ones who are gonna. If you say anything somewhat bad about U of L basketball, like maybe we shouldn't have only won four games last season, they're gonna come at you. Uh, but you know, then you've got the. The the other side, like the people, who, the KP can do no no right uh, group, which is you know also annoying. So it's an interesting year for that. Then you toss in the fact that like Scott Satterfield, not a very well liked person in the community right now, but didn't have a terrible season. And then I think we all thought it was a pretty cool move of him to go to Cincinnati. So at the end of the day, like I mean, Cincinnati AD didn't when he up for like like coolest person of the year. Award? He was, yeah, he got he got some nominees yeah. for for person of the year. So I, I don't know if Satterfield's going to be in there. Like he's going to get some some nominations, but like does he really fit? And then I've seen some some nominees for Haley Van Lith. Like people are you know, she was like the best player on a team that went to the Elite Eight. How mad do we get at her for transferring, try to better ourselves? Like I've already said I'm kind of mad about it, but yeah. like was it really like the least cool thing of the year? I don't know. I mean, you, Trevor, you are a known hater. <laughs> you love hating. If you got hate in your heart, let it out. I, I have no problem with it. Who you, did you hate most from this past athletic season? Who stands out to you? You don't get that hate out. It's just going to be all love. and then, then you got hate in your heart, let it out. And it's going to be care, bear, care Bears, and no one likes the – Care Bears too much. I mean, come on. Who can take 24 hours of Care Bears? I like the Care Bears, but I needed to break. Yeah, you, yeah, you, can, you can't do 24-hour Care Bear. I mean, eventually you just want to grab their head and pull it right off the, the body and let the stuffing flow. You can't be all Michelangelo. You need a little Raphael sometimes. <laughs> yeah, th- and thank you. Yeah. Some yin and some yang. Uh, I mean, who's getting my nomination most hate and most least cool person? I guess uh, yeah, like, I keep wanting to call it a hated person, but as you you determine it's least cool. Least cool. Yeah. It sounds nicer, right, than singing hated. It's a euphemism. Yeah. I, yeah you, you try to you know, make it as <laughs> as appropriate as possible. Euphemism. Um, that's a cool word. Uh, I'm, man, who would I going to pick? I would not go with the KP KP himself. I would, I would go with the KP Collective. I don't want to call them Mafia because I think it sounds like they're too dangerous. I'm going to call them the KP Collective. So KP supporters, supporters, yes. That that's your least cool person <sighs> of the year. Because yeah, I don't know if I want to put K. I don't want to do it to KP though. You shit. I, I, I part of me wants to like as bad as I've been down on him, and I know I am. There's a part of me that still wants to like just let him have one more year to prove me wrong. I think also like I struggle with. It's not like like a lot of times where we've had least cool people. They've they've been bad at their jobs, and they've also just been uncool generally, just unlikable. And that's kind of been the collective, the supporters, and, right? Well, I mean, but Kenny Payne himself, I, I think, is an extremely likable person. Like, I, I, I keep saying this, and I guess there is a group of people that are actively rooting against Kenny Payne for whatever reason. I think that's a very small group. I think the group of people that people think is out to get Kenny Payne is actually just worried that he's not the right person for this specific job, but they genuinely like Kenny Payne as a human being, and would love nothing more than for him to succeed and for this to be a perfect marriage and for us to all be holding hands and singing Kumbaya for the foreseeable future. Like, I mean, that's certainly me. Like, I, I talk to people at UofL, and not one person has ever been like, oh, yeah, Kenny Payne's an ass. Like, he, he, I don't even care if he is an ass. I just want him to win. He tre- I know, Trevor, but, <laughs> but I'm talking about like the general cool sense. Oh, yeah. Like, he, even with some people that I really genuinely like at UofL who have won, 
you've had some people who've been like, yeah, he's not, or she's not the best person to work with and all this stuff. With Kenny Payne, everybody I know who's encountered him, even if they don't directly work with men's basketball, has said that he's just the nicest person. Like, like he is a, by all accounts, I don't know him personally very well. No, no. He is a terrific human, which makes me not want to put him on this list. Like, I think he did a bad job coaching last year. I've said that a billion times. But there's layers to this. There's levels. And I don't know if like, – I, I kind of want to go the – and maybe it's just the cheap and lazy route. I sort of want to go the just putting the entire season as one entry, like 2022-23 mm-hmm. Louisville men's basketball. Because it was on every level a catastrophic failure. Yeah. And you you could have your own uncool tournament just for stuff with that season. Like you could have hell every player could be on there. Every coach could be on. The fans for not showing up could be on there. You know, this you know the the transfer portal work could be on there. The dog that crapped on the floor in the middle of that one game could be on there. Like you could have 64 entrants for just how bad Louisville basketball in this one year was. And so I'm kind of leaning towards just taking it all and making it one entry. But I also kind of feel like that's sort of a cop out. I mean, if we repeat this year, next year, then KP is definitely making next year's least cool person. Yes. Uh, you, again, I don't. Yeah, you can be the nicest guy in the world. You mean Mother Teresa for all I care. But you win nine games in two years. You're you're uncool to me. Like that's. I mean, we Petrino won it in 2019 after he got fired, which yeah. I think was deserved. Andre McGee was a past coach who won it. Cragthorpe won it. Um, if you're wondering, the very first least cool person of all time. Cragthorpe also also described as super nice. And great to be yeah, and I don't, I don't buy as much with him as I'm just as with, with Kenny Payne. I think the personal anecdotes are a little bit different with both with those two guys. Possibly and true, yeah. I mean, I just is it him? Am I brain farting? Am I, and you mentioned like, I guess I could see you being bitter for like towards Haley, but I don't know if I would just. I mean, it is Kim Mulkey, it, maybe it is what it is. Yeah, Kim Mulkey, I could, I would hate. I mean, put her in there. She sucks. She should be just like like in there every year, regardless. Yeah, yeah, every year. <laughs> there was a while there where like Cal Perry wouldn't even do anything wrong, and he got nominated every year. We're like, just throw him in there. But he never won. I mean, I can see where like you could also put the big dog in there too, like in just Vince Merrill, just to, yeah. You know, but he's barking a little bit less these days. Nah, he's not, he's not quite true. barking so. Much. And also, the the tweeting from the daughter's wedding was hilarious. Like that was one of the funniest <laughs> moments of the entire year. Um, big dog might make my coolest list. This not Ruben Owens. Ruben Owens, could, that's a good one. That could work. I mean, this, I feel bad about like this is a guy who got a five hundred two tattoo. I do feel bad about highlighting a kid who just ended up picking a different school because that happens to every program every year. But the tattoo and the and we were confident, on, yeah. It kind of, yeah, he might get a little bit of love there. I mean, the NCA, why not? Just keep putting, just keep throwing him in there. Dark cloud took so long. Get out of our way. I mean, football wise, I mean, if you're not going to go Satterfield, I don't. You can't really go. I know you would disagree with this, but you can't really go Brian Brown. The defense ended up being good. I can. I mean, the defense was good. He was still uncool, though. Well, I mean, that's you, you have your reasons, I guess. But football, I don't <laughs> think there's anything reasons. there. Baseball was like a – baseball had a, a disaster season, but I don't think there's anyone you can really like, – unless you're going to put McDonald in there, which I, I don't I'm think – I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to either. I don't. I would never uh, highlight him. You can't really put like – I don't know. There's just – I mean, that's why that's why I don't like – I don't want to put Haley there just because she decided to leave after four years being here or three years being here. I mean – it is what it is. It's nature of the beast, right? Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, our people in like others, like Florida State, like putting the the girl we took from them on their uncool list, and 
Syracuse putting no, but like, those players also aren't as visible. As, it, it burns a little bit more because Haley Van Lith is like the. Well, focal burns because where she went, that, and, that, and she got to Gonzaga, like, but, she and because she was like the focal point of the program. Like, like she's she represented U of L women's basketball for the last couple of years, and for her to leave, and it definitely makes a it different the fact that she joined up with the team that just won the national title and had a coach that none of us really cared that no much. No one for. likes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Nope, nope. I mean, I can I can confirm. I don't think I don't, I don't think like her like family likes her. Supposedly, Con- her parents like disowned her. Confirmed. <laughs> Is she married? Uh, I have no idea. Nor do I care to know, to be honest with you. Like I am curious if there's a dude who could put up with her, dude or female. Someone says the using. <laughs> I nominate the keep that same energy phrase. That's that's good. I'm so sick of hearing people say keep that same energy. Like towards what? It's a. I think I, I most commonly see it with people that are very supportive of Kenny Payne. Whenever anything goes wrong with a different program, it's like keep that same energy for Dan McDonald or keep that same energy for Jeff Brom because he's missing out in the transfer portal. And it's like none of these situations are analogous. They're just that they're not. Someone says Nolan Smith shoes. <laughs> no, no, no. How about just how about just like uh. These cool KP's Star Trek outfit. Uh, someone says the Louisville Live recruits. <laughs> someone says Churchill Towns. Whoever picked BHS to win that dunk contest. She is married, by the way. Kim Mulkey is? Yeah, she and her son Kramer is a professional baseball player. Oh, poor bastard. Kramer Reed Robertson. I guess the kids took the the the, uh, the, the, the dad's name, who's Randy Robertson, and Kim, Kim just kept her maiden name. How beaten down by life is Randy Robertson? Imagine being that guy right now. They have two children. He's just actively cheering for them to win as much as they can, so she's not around. He was the starting quarterback for the Bulldogs at Louisiana Tech in 74 and 75. It never got any better for him. That was the peak of his life. Their daughter, McKenzie, played both basketball and softball for Baylor and is now assistant coach on the mom's staff. Oh, they're divorced, by the way. Oh, are they divorced? Yeah, they divorced in 06. Okay, just, I didn't see that in her personal life. And he is a Republican member of the Georgia State Senate. He says he got all his hair back once he got divorced and lost 27 pounds. <laughs> and then became an elected official. <laughs> his life started in 2006 after he got divorced. <laughs> I don't even blame him. I'm running again. I'm, I'm, I've never felt so much better. <laughs> I'm ready to do all the things I never had a chance to for the last 20 years. Isn't that quote? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, that was a bad one. That was right into the mic. Made me laugh. <laughs> made me cop and laugh. Uh, nominee says Indiana trying to get out of the football contract. That's a good one. Yeah. The dog that took a crap on the ump center floor. That was kind of funny. Yeah, I don't hate that dog. That dog's cool. Uh, all right, we'll take some text. 502-414-1450 if you have nominees. Or if you want to talk about whatever, uh, we will take... <laughs> I sh- we walked right into this one. Texas, I nominate the Big, a- Big X technology. <laughs> the YouTube cameras. I mean, that's... Yeah. Maybe. I should have known that was coming. Texas, how about we nominate the announcers of Louisville Live this past year? That was horrible. Really that bad? It wasn't that they were all that bad. It was that there was like seven of them, and they all talked at the exact same time. Like we, we needed fewer microphones by like I don't know six. Like they, they had Peyton Siva and Angel McCaustry, and then they would bring them out, and then they just like wouldn't talk. And then they had these microphones with these other people that are just like screaming, and nobody could tell what was going on. It was a, like I said, I think there's been a little bit of revisionist history. 
everyone now is like, Louisville Live was a disaster. It started off the whole disaster season. The first hour was fine. The second hour was a disaster. The, the first hour they needed to keep. They had that weird game in the second hour, and the dunk contest was bad. <sighs> and you know, people were just shouting. It was just, yeah, it was, it was, it was too much. They need to work on that. <clears throat> Texas says, uh, I nominate character. How about high character? Terry character? What is that character up to? Karan Davis's lack of character. <laughs> Texas HVL and her dad's prima donna attitude caused a bunch of rifts in the locker room and all kinds of turmoil around the women's team this year. I know that's a rumor. I, I know that that's has been out there. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. Um, but it's certainly certainly out there for sure. Rick Pitino's throwing out the first pitch in the Subway Series now. Um, his uh, his son in law was texting me during the show today. Actually, he was like, "I might nominate Patino just for making me feel bad about this season." I mean, it's not like he hasn't been better than us the last two years too. And Iona, yeah, but at least Iona, like, it doesn't have the spotlight on it as much as St. John's does. I, I'm I I agree. I know they're all like, the whole like that Patino crew and like some of their family friends like getting ready for the rocket ship to take off here in New York. You guys should join us. I'm like. Well, no, that's not happening. I'm I'm a Louisville fan, but I am jealous that you can like it. Say it sounds like fun. It sounds like the fun things are happening up there. Can I put Vince on there anyway, just for bleeps and giggles? Sure, if you want to. Okay. <laughs> uh, Texture says least cool conference realignment. I mean, you could if you wanted to throw like yeah. the Big Ten and the SEC on there as a joint entry, I'd be fine with that. They're kind of they're making realignment talk not fun for sure. It hasn't been fun for years. But they're I, I guess they're restarting it because I'm with you. I, I have not had fun with it. I know some people get off on realignment <sighs> stuff. I think it's weird. I, I, I don't dig it at all. Yeah. Um, Texas says Ruben Owens and DeAndre Moore. Yeah, but Moore I don't hate as much because Owens got the tattoo and like was like, look, I'm not going anywhere but the 502. Here's my tat. I'm like, at least Moore was just like he didn't. He wasn't that stupid. I mean, God love us. We looked into potential area codes that he could change it to, and there was nothing that scared us. Yeah, and clearly we we just overlooked the fact that he didn't give a bleep. He still went to where did he go? A and M. Yeah, whose area code is nothing like five hundred two. Nothing that you could change that tattoo. Yeah, to. he's just like I don't care. I'm just gonna. I actually really want to know what Ruben Owens does with that tattoo. Like I'm fat because like, <laughs> we talked about idea. Like if he didn't come here, like what would you do? Like I I want to know what did he just like. Has he had it removed? Has he? I think he turned it to an SOS. <laughs> he was like, "I'm just a big Rihanna fan." I really, wanna, <laughs> I really want to know what happened. I mean, it, it's a hell of a story. It's like, what's that tattoo of? It must mean a lot to you. It's like it was a school that I was once committed to for eight months of my life, and then didn't go attend. I mean, and, and not to mention, if he did that for us, like how many other like tattoos does he have on like they're like that? Like does does he have like a tattoo of like like seven different girls' names that he asked out once and then? They they just went out one time and that was it. Pete Davidson, I think, did that. He's got like a list of names it's like down his arms. I need somebody who covers Texas AM sports to ask the hard hitting question. Like what happened to that five oh two tattoo? Is it still there? Like he like the tattoo guy, like his tattoo artist, like he put his kid through college. He's like, Yeah, Ruben Owens. All right. <laughs> Texas says you guys are going to get a cease and desist letter from Karan Davis from for defamation. I no, no, those are not our words. Yeah, I didn't say anything about bad about The Karan joke Davis. for anybody who's wondering is every single press release that we had for a signed player this year, Kenny Payne used the phrase high character, yeah. except for one, 
which was Karan Davis. Oh, that's the character that the the the, the, the texture was probably talking yeah. about. At least, okay, the quote character. Yeah, it threw me off for a second. I was thinking Derek for some reason. We are not casting any sort of aspersions towards no. Karan Davis. That's all, that's all ball coach. We are just noting that Kenny Payne, except for use the same basic phrase in every single press release, except for one, which is kind of no. Dino was a was a character warrior though. He's a high character warrior. High character warrior. Yeah. Yes, he was a warrior on top of it. High character warrior. That's the he took basically. He needed to take a little bit away from from Danilo and give a little bit more to Karan Davis. Karan is just what was it ACC caliber? Uh, his his yeah, length and athleticism are suitable for suitable. ACC that's competition. What even like, I didn't want even a word as good as caliber. Like that's not even that's like that's just an insult. It was like he was trying to send a message. I don't think that was the intention. I don't I don't think it was intentional, but it did come off as his his quote for Karan Davis was different than his quote for everybody else. I'm sorry, if you, if Suda, like it's name one example like where like some like a, a lady comes up to me like, I guess you're suitable. Where it's not insulting. Your attractiveness is suitable for this first day. Yeah, I mean it's that's pretty much saying that we're, we're you're lucky to be with us. He has adequate. We're throwing D. you a bone. Where <laughs> <laughs> he's what? He has adequate D. He's adequate. <laughs> Was that an actual quote? Thanks. <laughs> I guess it's suitable. I Your mean, love making is suitable. I mean, I'm fine with it. But I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> Texas, my vote is for the whole Louisville athletic department. It all sucked. Oh. No, it didn't all suck. The volleyball team did well. National runners up. Yeah, I mean, for all the talk about women's you basketball, know Trent Dilfer's daughter was on our volleyball team. Not last year. What well, one point? Two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, women's basketball still made an elite eight. It may have been less of a national title threat than it felt like the like the three or four years before. Yeah. But they still went to an elite eight. That's they not did. a bad season. Texas uh, thought number one: No way Kim Mulkey doesn't keep her husband chained up in the basement. Well, he's gone now. <laughs> he got away. Thought number two, <laughs> he was suitable. Thought number two, I've been to all the, of the Louisville live events. I think it's time we stop trying to pull that off. I don't think we've ever gotten a player worthwhile out of those events. Uh, Aiden Agayon disagrees. Uh, this last year was just an embarrassment when it came to the recruiting aspect and what happened with the season. I don't think I can sit through another one of those things just trying to be a supportive fan. I just want, if the kids think it's cool, then do it. Otherwise, I don't care. See, I think the first three years, I, I think you can call it a success for what it was. Like, I, I think that it... Like, it did have an effect on, I mean, say what you will about the way that Agayon panned out. He was a kid who was highly rated at the time and who we wanted. He came here. We got him. There were a couple of other kids, I think, that came to the the the, the one at Churchill Downs that we ended up landing or we ended up being in good position for before the whole stuff with Mac played out. Like The visual for the Churchill Downs was the best one. I thought that was really cool the way it pulled off. Last year, it just was, it seemed disorganized and it didn't really fit. Slugger Field. And yeah. The the off the court stuff, the off the you know, recruits canceling at the last second, some recruits coming and not looking like they were overly engaged, didn't was not great. AJ was there, right? Though no, remember he was one of the ones. He was one that canceled. Go. Okay, I couldn't remember. I, I wasn't sure. That's so why I wasn't sure. Okay. Yeah, he at the, at the last second yeah. mysteriously canceled and then said, "Oh, I'll be there next month though," and then just didn't come. Yeah, then committed to where's he going again? Texas. Well, he was going to Texas, and now he's just playing for overtime elite. I oh, was that we took the one of the pro one of the G League deals. Gotcha. Or no, or maybe he's going to the MBDL, the the New Zealand League, for a year. Regardless, he's not playing college. Basketball. Yeah, he's playing. Yeah, on the pro clinics. Gotcha. But I think all that stuff definitely factored into it not being cool. And the but I, I think the overall idea of Louisville Live is still good. I think it still can be something that benefits the program. It may not matter as much now 
with NIL and, and the transfer portal and all this stuff, but I think it's still a good thing if it's done correctly. It just it was just it wasn't great last year. Texas KP is going to get a season assist letter then. There you go. Texas, I nominate the third shot at the Lord's picnic for being the least cool thing. <laughs> poor Mike, poor John. John ended up getting his he was very happy with the squishy toy that he got later in the day. Remember the uh, what were those things that used to that we used to have back in the day? The, the cooch balls, cooch balls. Yeah, remember the cooch balls? They, they still got those. those. They do. Yeah, those were fun. We've had, we still have. I think we got a couple cooch balls. Yeah, you put it like in your hand. You can you can wrap around your finger. And yeah. You can, yeah, yeah. So, yeah they're, still, they're still around. They're still thriving. All right, cool. I don't know why I just randomly thought of that. Texas says, "Yep, the whole four twenty-eight season should get the nomination, and it will probably win. Yes, it probably will." And Texas says, "Zion, Zion doesn't need to get nominated. Why does Zion get the Zion's?" Hooking up with like strippers and porno actresses. I think Zion's not least cool. I think he's the most cool. <clears throat> Texture says, Did you see the story about the four kids stuck in the Amazon forest for 40 days? How long could Trevor last there? I did see the story. I don't really I don't think I realized. How did they get lost in the, for 40 days? It's a plane crash. Their parent their their mother died. Like everybody else on this plane died. And it was four kids, and they're one of them's an infant. It was like their ages were like 13. Nine, six, and then like an infant. It's like the plot to Richie Rich or something, isn't it? And they survived. This is in, I think, I want to say it's Columbia. The texture can can correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Um, but they 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 got found. They were looking very frail, obviously. But I think well, they, they found cocaine in Columbia. They found signs of them for like um a few days. Like they found like a dirty diaper. They found a couple of other things, and they ended up tracking down the kids. But yeah, these kids definitely last longer in the forest than I would, for sure. I, I, this this infant lasted for. I don't think I can make forty days. I mean, forty days. Forty days is a lot. <laughs> I mean, I probably could because I got enough fat to live off of. I don't think that's the way it works. I mean, I, I, I mean, it's going to be a while until I start looking like Tom Hanks at the end of Castaway. But that's. Yeah, I mean, they probably the thing is they'd find. I probably wouldn't. They probably didn't have to wait forty days to find me because those kids probably moved away from like where the wreck was. I probably would have stayed in the vicinity. I probably would have gone very walking very far. Yeah, their ages are 13, 9, 4, and 1. I mean, they all survived? All of them survived. Using natural surroundings to hide from predators, uh, using survival skills that they'd learned growing up in the area. I mean, that's just... Where are they from? They're from Columbia. Okay, so they were from... Okay, so it wasn't like... But you like four kids from New Jersey. No, it wasn't like you or me. Being <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> Somebody. Kicking the internet feed out here. <laughs> Damn Wi-Fi. How am I supposed to tweet? I'm stuck in a jungle. Uh, how, honestly, how long I would probably last? I mean, I mean, odds are I probably wouldn't last the, the plane crash itself. But if I did, I don't know, maybe a week. I mean, I'd probably before I'd just end up like probably getting eaten by a snake. Just try to DoorDash. <laughs> Forest is my location. I mean, you can you can drink river water, right? You can drink river water as long as it's not salt water. Can't drink salt water. No, but most and others. I mean, I guess I would assume they're. I mean, yeah, I'd probably end up at like before they found me. I'd probably the only way I'd survive is if I got like kidnapped by like a drug lord and put to work in like the factory. Well, now that's cheating. That's <laughs> that's not part of the the question. <laughs> I mean, if I found like you know, if I found a box of food. And like a some safe housing and like a family that was willing to take me in, I could probably make it. Like if I crashed down there and I like I was like, oh man, what, what's what is there to pick from? And it's like nothing but like a giant like box of cocaine. I probably would last longer because of that. 
You think so? I mean, I'd be running around. I'd probably be so paranoid. I wouldn't. Nothing would kill me. You'd be happier. <laughs> It'd be at least a fun death. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's really there's nothing to eat, so why not? I mean. Texas, I nominate the 1940-41 team for not being worse and allowing the 2022-23 <laughs> team to break all their terrible records. I mean, I feel bad. They should be like the, the, the like they should make the coolest, right? Yeah, we need to treat them. They 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 had a rough go of it. They they, I mean, every every game, which I got into trouble for saying this, but I was like, these poor bastards just getting brought up every game. And that was the game where LLS thought I was talking about them. And he's like, you better watch your mouth. And I was like, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about people that have been dead for 40 years. <laughs> yeah. But I feel bad for them. Texas, least cool person, 4-28, and 28, a record so bad, it's sentient. There you go. Texas, Jerry Eves. Texas says, I wasn't going to call him by individually. I think it's just the, the, the group in general, the collective. Texas, for a second, I thought you all were referencing the need for different types of Renaissance art so that things don't get stale, and I was impressed. Now I'm slowly thinking that you are actually talking about fighting mutated turtles. <laughs> oh, when I said <laughs> Michelangelo and Raphael. <laughs> you should have known better. I mean, seriously, I mean, how many uh, uh, famous painters can you name that only four of them are because of the turtles, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, can you name a painting Donatello's done? Oh, no. What about Raphael? No. I mean, we know Michelangelo and Leonardo. Michelangelo and Leonardo. the 16th Chapel. And they're then, clearly the, 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 at the forefront of the art discussion. Like, they got the, they got the best names. Yeah, like. What is a painting that Donatello did? Now, I want to say... Oh, and what was Raphael's full name? Or Donatello's, for that matter. I mean, I, I'm sure it was like... I'm sure Raphael's was like a long Italian name. Like, that's... I feel like that's... But I couldn't name one of his paintings. I guess Donatello was just... It was just Donatello. Look at him. No, uh, Donatello... Because uh, they're all named after their the cities. de Beccobarde? Nailed it. Also better known as just Donatello. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Texture says... That'd be something they've done. I mean. As far as like drinking river water, generally you can drink water as long as it's constantly moving. Also, I believe the youngest was 11 months. That's insane. Texture says you would have to find a way to, uh, to filter or sterilize the river water. Yeah, I don't see that happening. I mean... <laughs> Like you played through the idea in your head of trying to make that happen. Like, no. How much? Yeah. I mean, Texas says uh, the least cool person was KP Star Trek outfit. That made that, 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 that one, may make yeah. the list. I will right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll read some more text and then we'll get ready for tonight's game. What was it game five of, of the NBA Finals? Uh, will it end tonight? Do the Nuggets have one more in them? Do they take them out? I think Raphael's a woman. No, he's no, it's absolutely not. He's <laughs> pretty awfully feminist looking. No wonder he was always mad. He's named after a chick. We'll take a break. <laughs> Trevor will tell us more about Renaissance painters coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961, the Big X. Green machine, gonna rock the town without being seen. Have you ever seen a turtle get, get down? down? Slamming and jamming to the new swing sound. Yeah. yeah, everybody let's move. Vanilla is here with a new jack groove. Gonna rock and roll the place with the power of the ninja turtle face. Iceman, you know I'm not playing. Devastate the show while the turtle. 
Connor does. This is why I know Ice is out of one and one. Actually, the song didn't even chart. We had two top five songs. I don't care. It's a hit. Absolute hit. Better, better, better song. This or the Bat Dance by uh, Prince. No matter if you have air conditioning problems this summer, it's going to get uh, it's kind of okay today, but it's going to get hot again very soon cool, if your AC goes out and you can't make it through the night without some help. Call our friends over at AirServe at 502-785-8600. Any hour, any day, AirServe is there to serve you. If it's 3 a.m., can't make it through the rest of the night, call AirServe at 785-8600. They'll come out to your home, your place of business. They'll make sure that your problem is fixed and that everything is comfort. And I gotta have a cold. I gotta have a cold too. Uh, what do you have it in your house right now? 70, 72, 73? 72. Yeah, it's 72. Yeah. Uh, airserve.com slash Louisville is the website, A I R E S E R V.com slash Louisville. And again, 502 785 8600 is the number. Uh, Trevor, we, you mentioned this off air. This is a big day for you. It is. It's rare that you take a step up in the technology world. But today, you're taking a brave leap of faith into a a new world. You're kind of being forced to. You're kind of being pushed off that plank. Well, yeah. But you're still you're, you're still plunging. Uh, yeah. Today, uh, I'm gonna leap here. I'm gonna head over to my local Best Buy, which is forming my kid's palace, where I used to buy video games back then too. It was, it was a wonderful place. Yeah, it was so cool. Wasn't Kitty it? Castle. I mean, yeah, it was awesome. Horrible name. Uh. <laughs> But I, I'm, I'm getting the best I'm today. Trevor moves on from the PS4 and buys his PS5. Is it Play taps for the PS4. Is it, is it, pour, pour one out for it. Uh, <laughs> I like I'm not like like send it off like on down the down Beargrass Creek in the neighborhood and like set it on fire. I'm not gonna do that. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I guess beat the hell out of it. No, because it still has some life left in it. It's just I can I don't want it to like die on me and I'm like stranded without something. Sure. And I can just I can see it like it's like it's like the end of Terminator, you know, like when when he's going like T two when he's like lowering himself into the lava. <laughs> it's like it's, it's, it's kind of how I see like my PS four right now. It's like slowly going down, like the, it hasn't been engulfed completely in the lava yet. But it's coming. But it's coming, and we all know where this is headed. Yeah. And so I might, I might just bring it up here and like put it on this TV for bats games to go along with the the Super NES I got up here and maybe get as much you know life out of it up here as I can. I'm sure Scoots would appreciate that. Yeah, he might. He might. Um, so I used to have my PS3 up here. That's what I did with that until TJ was like, "Hey, I want to like I'm doing the voice of the uh, of uh, Louisville New City, and you think I could like borrow your PS3 and like I can get a FIFA game and play it?" I'm like, "Sure." Um, so he saw it as my PS3. I don't think he ever played it, though. I can't wait till you start getting DVDs stuck in this thing. At the <laughs> I'm not going to do that again. Trevor, what did you do here? Nothing. <laughs> Can you tell me why this is wedged in the DVD player? <laughs> because I... <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, yeah, that's, that, that is still in the PS4, but I will not put one in the PS5. It'll be, uh, it'll be porno-free. Um, Thank God. Yeah, unlike my iPad. Um, so it's, yeah, I'm looking forward to, I don't know. I guess, I guess, so I haven't bought a disc. I got, I got physical disc game in like 12 years. So I've like downloaded. So I like for my games, like for my PS5, I can, I'm assuming I can just go on my, my, my 
PlayStation account, like download the games I've purchased on there, which is you know almost a decade worth of Madden's, already you know Red Dead Redemption, some FIFA's, you know, and so on and so forth. I assume I can just download. Hopefully, it won't take that long to download because on the PS5, I don't know if it was my PS5 or not, but it would take like 24 hours to download a game. We'll figure it out. You'll be okay. Should, should I just buy a, a physical disc while I'm there? Let Trevor know on the text line. Let him know what to do. PS, should we have some PS5 users that can help you out? We've got, uh, got uh, let's see, about 10 minutes left. We'll take some text here. We'll run through these as fast as we can. I'm going to save this list for tomorrow that I will hopefully enrage you. We're not going to have time today. We'll, we'll take text for 10 minutes, and then we'll pick tonight's NBA game, and then we'll get out of here for a Monday. Uh, Texas says, my wife baked cakes for the Lord's picnic and nominates you for not picking one of hers. How do you know I didn't? I guess they saw the picture. How do you so married to this thing where she's like, I don't eating cakes that other people baked. I don't know. It just makes me feel weird. And I was like, I've been eating church cakes for my entire life. I've never had them, but they've only made me stronger. Nobody's poisoning a cake to send to the Lord's picnic. I mean, how's how's that any different than going to a restaurant and eating food that a cook makes? I guess you trust them more. I don't know, but I, I was like, that's ridiculous. I was like, these are church going people. This is the salt of the earth. They've 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 put their Blood, sweat, and tears in this cake to try to make your day a little bit happier, and you're you're sticking your nose up at this funfetti cake. How you, dare you? Do you do a cakewalk where you do like the musical chairs to get them? I would love to. I mean, also a lot of the cakes. You know, when I worked at St. Joe's, people would just buy like ten Plains cakes or ten Kroger cakes, and they would because you have to have a ton of cakes in this gigantic refrigerated truck for the because it's like a two day festival. So a lot of times they're just they're store bought anyway. But these ones yeah. they're made with love and for the Lord. I'd buy I'd buy a, a homemade cake. I'm just worried they're gonna have some like hairs in them. Like get, get over yourself. I mean, grow again, up again. You can have that same kind of mindset for anything. Exactly. Though. Turning your I mean, you start yeah you start cross, you start going across. Yeah. I'll eat the entire thing myself just out of spite. Have I've, you? Did you? Would you buy? I've cake? come fairly close already. I've had way too much fun. Not Are you exa- a cake or pie person? Cake. Okay. I'm not exactly in. Beat shape. I'm not. I'm not getting in beat shape here for next week. I'm actually going the reverse. I'm trying to get as fat as possible for the only week of the year where I need to be uh, somewhat decent looking with my shirt off. Do you have a swimsuit? Do, do I have? Do you have swim trunks or do you wear a speedo? I have swim trunks. <laughs> Why'd you? You kind of pause there for a second. Do you have a speedo? No, but I thought okay. it was a weird question. To ask if I have a swim. Yeah, I've is got that a sw- weird question? I've got yes. I have swim trunks. <laughs> we have just- uh, is speedo that uncommon? It's like, it's like weird to ask. No, I thought you were asking if I have swim trunks or like nothing. Oh wow! I, mean, I assume you. I would hope you assume I don't have a speedo. I'm not a professional swimmer or European. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. You could be a speedo type of guy for all. I know, I know you wonder about these things. Like, is it just like it is in the movies and TV? European beaches, the men. Oh. The old men's speedos are right in your face. Oh, really? Oh, everywhere. Bana- un- Bana- banana hammock everywhere. You wouldn't believe it. Like there's, I, I was the weird one for wearing normal swim trunks. It was just like everywhere, <laughs> unbelievable. I don't care. You don't have to be good looking, and they're all like just the most tan people in the entire world. It's unbelievable. So if movie, if movie stereotypes has taught me anything, it's to, to believe everything they say about Europeans. Yes. Which cannot be good because they're always the villains in every movie as well. Texas, congrats on the PS5, Trevor. I'm holding out for the new college football game to come out if it ever does. Have you all talked about the college football players boycotting the video game because they don't feel they're getting paid enough for it? We Uh, have not talked about this, but this is a story that's out there. Yeah, I did like that people are acting like this is going to keep this from people from buying the game. I'm like, dude, we used to we used to mail our memory cards to people we didn't know across the country to put the roster on. like a $50 bill in a in an envelope and mail it to some dude across the country and it would come back and it would have the rosters on it. 
You think you think that's going to stop anybody in this day and age from buying this game and I making mean, the could, rosters themselves? You could download. I've I've been told that if you still have the old one, the fourteen football game, that you can download the rosters into current rosters. Oh sure, yeah. Like I've had people tell me that uh, online. So yeah, I, no, I'm I, the texter though. I was kind of holding out because I have read the the college football, which has come out which come out summer of next year, was only going to be for PS five, not PS four available. So I was maybe holding out, but. I mean, I might as well get it now. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Potentially, I'm not sure if I missed it, but did you all talk about how UK told everyone who complained about putting opposing teams in dorms to, quote, just win more games, but then lost their mind when LSU did the same games, did some gamesmanship themselves? Hey, just win more games. We well, talked briefly about it, but not really. We didn't go in depth. I know people complain. I mean, it wasn't really Kentucky's fault, right? I mean, it was. No, I mean, Kentucky, you're talking about like Kentucky fans? They were definitely complaining about the LSU stuff over the weekend. Well, I, they were, I don't know about the, where they were staying. They have a right to complain about no, the no, no. delay. He's not saying he, he he's oh. not saying he, he's saying the Kentucky fans were complaining about like LSU delaying the game and all that stuff. Like you know, if you don't want home crowd to home team to be able to dictate the game. Oh, starts, then yeah, win more games, host super regionals, or win a super regional for once. Texas says, "What's the first act?" Came out for me. Texas, I, I, Trevor, I hate to be the one to tell you this, but the creek that runs behind your neighborhood in Briarwood Park is Goose Creek, not Beargrass Creek. I'm pretty sure it's Beargrass Creek. I'm trusting the texter. <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> I, I've lived in the damn neighborhood for... <laughs> Texas says my wife's cakes definitely weren't poisoned. Thank God. Texas says... Um, have the players play Family Feud at Louisville Live. I would enjoy that. I might enjoy that more than like a standard three-point shooting contest. Now, Trevor, he's questioning everything about his life now. So my question <laughs> do I really hate mayonnaise? <laughs> <laughs> it's Vince tiring, really not that evil. <laughs> Texas, I'm just tuning in. Have you covered this? Did you notice that Calipari's press release for Jordan Burke sounded exactly like KP's for all of our guys? I hate it. I'm going to have to pull this up now. Jordan Burke signs Kentucky. Jordan Burke, the football player? No, the the the, the basketball kid that they just signed. Oh, I didn't know there. Yeah, he's, he's a kid. Remember, I was talking to him. He played for overtime elite, and he's like a like, – he'll help them, but he's not going to. We, we, we touched on We spent like 10 seconds on it earlier today. But I've got to see what the Calipari quote – let's see. Jordan has good size and the ability to be a prolific scorer. His length allows him to play multiple positions, be dynamic in the open court, rebound at both ends. He can put it on the floor and score in a variety of rays. I really love his toughness, and his upside is tremendous. Doesn't say character, though. I can see the, the elements, but the, without character, it's not a KP quote. It's not. Texas Owens used the 502 tat to lure Bobby to College Station. I, I actually I just forgotten until right now that Bobby Petrino is coaching for Texas A&M. Oh, that's right. He's the offensive coordinator, right? Texas TK. I hate to tell you this too, but Google Maps zoom in and out on the creek. It's Goose Creek. You know, first of all, I just realized my neighborhood has a website. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Best part is like. The, like I had, this is like a nice website. Like, who put this together? It's got a picture of the mayor. <laughs> it's just this. He's like taking a selfie, like you see on Facebook. <laughs> he's wearing like sunglasses. He's got a smirk. <laughs> I mean, I love this guy. He's got my vote already. That's not even his address. <laughs> 
Uh, Texter says, uh, Mike, who's the best pitcher on the Reds right now? Oh, we have a new mayor. It feels like the pitchers are really holding down this team's potential because the bats are hot. I mean, if we're start talking starting pitching, that's one discussion. If we're talking, I mean, Alexis Diaz is the best pitcher on the team right now. The closer. And I, I, I think it's pretty wide. Uh, if we're talking starting pitching, that's difficult because, yeah, they've all been pretty bad. I mean, Hunter Green's had his moments. I mean, hell, it may be Andrew Abbott. His first two starts have been really, really good since getting called up from the bats. Um, Ladolo was not great. Weaver, not great. I mean, again, cheap answer is Alexis Diaz is the best pitcher. If we're talking starters, hell, Andrew Abbott. It's been, it's been the best. Roger Abbott? Andrew, if he can cut down the walks, he can be really, really good. Texas, I've got some more LCP nominees. Ruben Owens, DeAndre Moore, A.J. Johnson, Louisville Live, Churchill Downs for Killing Horses, the Baltimore Ravens. Churchill Downs could be up there. That, that, that's not a bad Yeah, one. but we're, we're not, like, the website is supposed to be, like, Louisville Cardinals. This is, like, in the world of L athletics, which Churchill Downs is is city of Louisville. It's, I think it's a little bit different. Um. Baltimore Ravens for holding out on Lamar Jackson, and then Haley Van Lith for being a ring chaser. All worthy nominees. We'll look deeply into all of them. I, I just don't know if I'd use, like, I can't define her being least cool for being a ring chaser as much as Here's, where she went to be. It. So this is weird because there wasn't a lot of, like, HVL. There's a little bit of HVL love on the site. I've seen a little bit of on Twitter. The most commonly nominated person on the text line, because I've just, I've been scrolling through, I haven't read all the people who just do the nominees because a lot of them are repetitive, but the most commonly nominated person has been Haley Van Lith. Hmm. For Car Chronicle, least cool. I'd like to nominate Haley Van Lith. I can't imagine anyone beating her. She should be a shoe in. I don't think she'll win, but she's getting a lot of love. I'm learning so much more about my own neighborhood right okay, now. Okay, well, we've got one minute left. So we I have a treasure. I need you to refocus for 60 seconds here. <laughs> okay, what's going on? What do you got for me? Tonight, game five, NBA Finals. This could be the gentleman sweep. Denver looking to, uh, to go ahead and pull this thing out. Yeah. Game five. Um, this is, I'm trying to find this internet. is just the slowest thing in the entire, do you, do you know what time the game? Okay. 830. 830 ABC. 830 every game. The, the couple of the ones were eight. Were they? I thought they were always 830. Okay. Eight yeah. or 830. I think the ones in Denver are always 830. The ones on the East coast have been eight. Okay. But 830 tip tonight, ABC. Denver is an eight and a half point favorite to close this thing out. Ooh. I think, I know I said, Nuggets in five going into this. I think you said Nuggets in six. I probably said six. I, five or six is what I kind of had. It, but I probably Which could say still six. definitely happen. Yeah. Do the Heat extend this thing tonight, or are we crowning Nikola Jokic as the new king of NBA this Just evening? Get ready for baseball season full full spin because tonight is the end of the NBA and tomorrow's the end of NHL. Uh, they both go down in five. Uh, Miami. Not that there's like one percent of your fan base that actually cares. But yeah, you're going to they they come to it tonight. I think yeah, Miami loses. I'm gonna say, them. I mean, I called the last one pretty close. I mean, I I'm gonna give Miami a little bit of credit. I think they show some fight tonight. Denver wins, but co- doesn't cover. And tomorrow, take take Vegas. They I think they blow out Florida tomorrow. I think like five to two or something. I'm with you on the NBA game. I think it's gonna be. be. I don't think the Heat just go down without a fight. I think I think Denver is comfortably like ahead, but it's always kind of there within striking distance, uh, close enough to make you keep watching because maybe the Heat can can make a run. But at the end, Denver wins by. I'm gonna say eight. I'm gonna say they. I'm gonna say the Heat cover by half point. Uh, I'll go Denver tonight. 
we're all debating about Jokic's place in, in history coming tomorrow. He's top 15-ish. <laughs> at, at the center position. At the center position? At the oh, center position. Oh, you say all time. Oh, <laughs> dude, don't even. Yeah, no. I mean, he's, I'm sorry. You got to show me a little more than your last two seasons. Then. I'm with you there. Uh, we'll talk more about that tomorrow, but I'm thinking Nuggets tonight. Regardless, enjoy your Monday evening. We're back tomorrow at 3 o'clock. We will talk to you then. Go Cards. Hit the center.